Okay, you guys are watching the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I am your host, Hank Strange. Um, this is the most prolific, the most prolific Freedom Second Amendment podcast on the face of this and every other known planet in the universe, the galaxy, and galaxy. This, quadr- this quadrant of space, Walt. Uh, you know. Yeah, this is uh, is this the Alpha Quadrant? Yeah, this or is, is this yeah. okay? Yeah, so uh, I want to remind everyone: go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list. There, we got lots of things, lots of links. If you guys are looking for links that you can use to support us, you will find it on HankStrange.com. You know, uh, in the in the chat right now, I have a link for U.S. Law Shield. Oh, you guys on. can sign up for U.S. Law Shield. If you do a yearly membership, we have a link that you can save some money. A couple of those shekels come to us. Um, I'm throwing that up on the screen for anyone who's watching. If you're listening, we have it in the description or it's on HankStrange.com where you can hit us up and we will definitely uh, get that out to you. Um, let's see here. Oh, I'm going to do an opening, Walter. You're a rock and roll guy, right? I think this is going Oh, yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. yeah let's yeah. see if you recognize this. Darken the sky. Night is a wire. Steam in the subway. Earth is a fire. Okay. Um... Uh, do 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 do. I don't know if you. I don't know if I'm even doing that one right. Woman, you want me? Give me a sign and catch me breathing even closer behind. You know. Then there's like the more do do do's in there. Uh, in touch with the ground. I'm on the in hunt. Touch with your ass. I'm after you. Smell like a sound. I'm lost in the crowd. I'm oh. hungry like the wolf. Oh, that's Duran Duran. But that's <laughs> not rock and roll. Mind. That's like 80s stuff, man. That's okay. Like... I'm on the hunt. I'm after you. Mouth is alive yeah. with yeah, juices yeah. like wine. And I'm hungry like I'm on like the hunt. The I'm after you. Yeah. That's my best Captain Kirk. Remember when Captain Kirk read that? <laughs> what was he the read song? those lines? No. What was the song that Captain Kirk read and he did it like... You know, he did a he did like the perfect William Shatner. He did his. Um, what happened to my computer? He did a. Um, he kind of like mimicked his own weird self that he does. You know. Um, if I, I don't remember that one. Yeah, someone will tell us here what was the thing that William Shatner read, and uh, you know, and it was it became it became viral. I can't remember the name of it, but there was a viral thing. That William Shatner. Okay, maybe Babyface will help us out with that. Where All is right, he? Let's see. There he goes. He's joining oh, us right now. Baby better Face late than never. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Just a uh, uh, couple of things here. Or something, you better be getting some nuki or something, you know, if you come in late. Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you missed my great rendition of I, Hungry Like I the did Wolf. It, I, actually, I actually had the stream running while it was loading while i was loading right. in and were, i heard your, your were you laughing were you laughing at us yes he's <laughs> <laughs> like these these people are sick okay yes um what was the song that william shatner remember there was a song that william shatner read like a poem and it was remember that thing yes that what is i that? have no idea okay someone tell us Someone yeah. tell us what it is. Um, Appalachian Gunrunner says, I always look forward to Sunday's show. Oh, listen, I got to do the whole open and everything. Big shout out to Tusk Firearms Crypto down there. Uh, by the way, guys, Tusk is uh, Tusk is up right now. Mm. No. Mm, you might want mm. to no. check your Tusk holdings. 
Oh, so I'm not worried. You, I'm you, just, you, just let it ride. You, you, yeah. you oh. mean I'm a millionaire? <laughs> Did I win yeah. the lottery? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into some stuff with Tusk. Let me uh, smash the open here and do the things the way we're supposed to do this. Let's get it. Going. Welcome back to the Hank Strange. All right, situation. guys, make sure you hit Lifestyle that subscribe button, smash the thumbs up, ring the bell, Walter, ring the bell. Somebody ring the bell. Is that loud enough? <laughs> Okay, now I'm officially not hey, the worst sounding thing. <laughs> Hank, Hank was here on Saturday at my at my hacienda, and we were he made sure that my microphone was working um, above and beyond the call oh, of duty. It's working. So, ah, nice. Yeah, me, yeah, me, 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 me. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Look at that. Okay, so listen. Patrick, you believe my speed? Oh, I'll tell you in a minute here. Just yeah, you grab grab your chair and hang on. Let's do jazz hands, guys. Come on, let's do jazz hands. Let's get it going. Okay, I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode. 801, 801 of oh, the wow. Who Move My Freedom podcast. It's free for all Monday. Of course, we've got um, Babyface P. Esquire in the house joining us. No, you know, I've I've thought, do I do I want? Maybe I could go get uh, become an Esquire. I could go back to Is school, it? couldn't I? A lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. What? How do you become an Esquire? I don't know. You gotta be a lawyer. You become a lawyer. That's a lawyer oh. thing. You have to pass the bar and everything to I be an Esquire? Yeah. Oh, you can do okay. it online, man. Yeah. yeah. That's right. There you go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and then I, we, I hate to say this, but everybody and their brother is a lawyer or an engineer now. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, worse than the Russians. You know, so. Lots of lawyers. Lots of lawyers out there. And uh, speaking of lawyers and Russians, we got Walter Killer Keller also joining us. Can you see me right now? I'm checking my speed. My download speed is like in frickin' credible. Let's yeah. see, let's go back. No, he's so excited. Walter, you're so excited. Oh. Well, you, you're not going to believe this. You want to hear it, Patrick? I would love to. Download is 763. <laughs> Upload is 942. <laughs> that's just pure insanity. I can't even believe I'm, that it, I'm, that's real. I'm hooked up to the I'm hooked up to the internet wire. Yeah. I yeah. I'm yeah. insanely jealous of these uh internet speeds. That Walter has um, so, totally ridiculous. So on Saturday, my my wife's computer that she uses is uh, it's eighties slow. So um, we checked the download speed on that. And it's like eight and seven. Yeah, one eight eight yeah. and on Peggy, seven on Peggy's computer. <laughs> I heard is hers so slow. Uh, well, it's old. First thing, mm, the uh, yeah. the PC is old. Yeah, and I think there's other issues going on with the with the with the PC as far as maybe lots of things running in the background and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But my, primarily it's old. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'll chew up bandwidth. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to uh, take care of that here yeah. pretty soon. Um, so. LV Louis Cypher says Duran Duran is new wave. Two wave. Oh, he also had an answer to your question too. Oh, okay. And the juice says uh, Hank's been watching Cobra Kai again. I have not had a chance to actually watch Cobra Kai. I do want to. I'm letting all the episodes build up. Are you not interested? In, you guys aren't interested in Cobra Kai? What is it? Another Netflix show or something? Remember Karate Kid? Is it going to be political? Yeah. That's yeah. So it's the it's the continuation of Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. But movies. is is it all political? Because everything is political now. I don't, it's yeah, like they're going to have to have the lesbian fighters and the... And I know. The, and the, yeah. And, you know, and the interracial um, couples and all that stuff. Yeah. And it just it goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that that doesn't happen in real life, but it doesn't everything. happen in 
with yeah. ten people, there's one of everything. It doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. Um, LV Louis <laughs> Cipher, as you said, said Bill Shatner did a comedy album. One of the titles of the songs was called Has Been. Um, but there was a there was a thing on there that he did, and let's say let's say he was reading this hungry like a wolf thing. He would go, "I'm in touch with the ground. I'm on the hunt. I'm after you." You remember? No one remembers that. It was so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. It was so ridiculous. It was like it was one of those things that you couldn't help. Like, what what what's happening here? Am I actually watching this? <laughs> We, could, we came uh, across an interesting show last night. On, yeah. uh, I think it was on Netflix or one of those things. Uh, James May in Japan. Amazon. Oh, on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, Amazon. James yeah, May. James May yeah. in Japan. He yeah. sounds familiar. Uh, that name sounds familiar. He's from Top Gear, uh, Grand Top Tour. Gear. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. The one that was always yeah. the slow guy. The mm -hmm. slowest of the three. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mr. Slowly. <laughs> Mr. Slowly. <laughs> it's um, an interesting show, actually. It's interesting. Yeah. So shout out to everyone. I don't know. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different thing uh, going on here. Kathleen Music Lover says Walter loves woke TV. Oh, um, fuck. no, God, <laughs> I don't need. You know, one thing I, I when I turn the television on or I watch anything like that, I don't need to be preached to. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be preached about how I should look and how I should talk and who I should have friends with and all that yeah. bullshit. Someone's you know, always I'm, preaching to us. Uh, Patrick, yeah, we can't see you. You're not well-centered in this thing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Yeah. No, no, other way, other way. There you go, uh, there you go. Maybe, here we go. Yeah, there you go. I think that's a little bit a little bit mm -hmm. better. Richard Maunder says Captain Slow. Also, Mitch, Richard Maunder said he's okay from Saturday. What happened on Saturday? I don't know. A lot of things been going on today. I probably mm. am not up to speed on everything. My and Saturday was fine. I don't know about anybody this, else's Saturday. Did something but... happen in England on Saturday? I don't know what's happening. He'll have to. Uh, I'm not sure. I have to go through my emails and see if something happened with Richard Maunder, and then he, you know, I don't know if he's checking in. Like Richard Maunder is checking in safe. You know, <laughs> he's at the safe from, house from the sale at Salisbury's. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> is, wait, is this Saint? I think it's Sainsbury's or something. Is it Sainsbury's or sales? Richard Mondo will have to tell me. Yeah. That's like a that's like a, a grocery store supermarket outlet. Oh, oh okay, okay. I'm, I, think I always it, think of the Tesco. We always go to Tesco. When we're yeah, there, so. I want to say it's Sainsbury's. I want to say it's Sainsbury's. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. If I, yeah. Um. So. That was Tesco. Yeah, Chris Bullis says I have news. My apartment got broken into this weekend. Oh, oh wow! Oh no! Yeah, I uh, hope you're okay. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you were there or not. What did they get from you? You know. Um, Brian Quick says protests, the lockdowns, and vaccine mandates. Are people are people in England pro uh, protesting that now? The uh, people in France are are kicking off with the the local pd about uh yeah man uh, like i said said you guys france has never really calmed down from since from when the yellow the yellow jackets were walking around it's still going on over there and it's boiling it's gonna boil yeah yeah it's gonna boil uh, i didn't know england was doing that let me see let me see if i can look up uh protests Tesco, in yeah. protests let's see protests in england <laughs> so I England. Know a lot of news about England. 
Uh, huh. But I did see I did see the thing about the the French kicking off with uh, the like French the, were going the riot at it. cops. Riot cops came in and were beating people in France. <laughs> in France, yeah. No, they yeah. like they and, and the French were fighting back against the riot cops. No, it was, it oh, was yeah. like, crazy. Oh, hold on a second. That's a bad. That that's a here. bad. That's a bad. Yeah. It's because because uh, oh, there were, there were protests. To, there were protests in England. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, Macron came out saying that uh, he's renewing every uh, like he's locking the country back down. There's something like yeah, that. Macron. Yeah. Um, so London What's protests, thousands march through capital in day of protest, and this is dated the. 26th. Oh, this was today. This was today. Yeah, I did see this. Um, it just yeah. goes to show that the, the the British people have no true freedom of speech. Uh, there was a hmm. uh, woman who I don't I don't know her name, and I didn't see what she was speaking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, stood on the uh, up front with a microphone and was uh, gave a speech about something, and everybody started denouncing her yeah. about how it's hate speech and it's terrible. And, mm. they, and then, uh, like the the what's this? Khan Sadiq Khan said that they should be investigating her for for saying whatever she said, speaking her mind. Yeah, yeah, mm. basically. It, uh, they don't. They don't. You know, I, I know they don't. They don't arrest the. Uh, the Muslim folks when they go out and start preaching on the side of the street. So, um, no, yeah, it, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. London. It was in London. Is the one I saw today. Charlie old England. Yes. Okay, so yeah, there is news also on um, on France. Let's see here. France. Um, <laughs> to yeah, France. 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 Who are France's anti-vaccine rule protesters, and what do they want? Uh, want to be left the fuck alone. That's what exactly, exactly. What is it? It's like it's like everybody. Everybody's protesting because just leave me the f alone. Uh, yeah. if people don't understand that. I don't. Yeah, know. So, yeah, it's talking about a retired professor here. They were talking to. He says, "I'm against vaccination, both for medical reasons, especially safety and weak safeguards, and political reasons because the vaccine is imposed on us." Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so of course, like the media, a lot of these media places, obviously, you are a terrorist if you're against the vaccine, right? I oh, mean, we're, then, yeah, we're, Richard, mm-hmm. Richard Mounder brought up this other point that uh, the NHS has, uh, for anybody listening, is National Health Service in the UK. Yeah, in England, um, yeah. yeah, they have they have this app that, oh god, I can't remember how many millions, uh, 30, 40 million people downloaded. Which basically ping, it pings you if you uh, yeah. got came in contact with somebody who had con, who, yeah. who came in contact with somebody who had COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rat app. But yeah, it's exactly what it is. But the problem is, it's not smart. A lot of Englanders, a lot of uh, UKers live wall to wall with people. So your neighbor yeah. gets your neighbor gets Corona. It doesn't know that. It just sees a distance and goes, "Oh, you I mean, you're, you're next door to him and your address." Yeah, mm-hmm. you get so mm-hmm. so. What's happening is. It's pinging lots of people who don't have COVID, who have been vaccinated, who have, are safe. Uh, so they're not showing up. And it's telling them, hey, you should uh, quarantine for 14 days. So they're not showing up to work. So super uh, supermarkets, uh, truck drivers are, are uh, few and far between right now. And because of that, uh, your grocery stores are running out of everyday supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the whole chain that follows the truck drivers not, not doing their job. Um, and, and then everybody else is going, well, I, you know, I, I got pinged. I'm not showing up to work. So there's a shortage. One, one, of the weird th- one, of, one of the weird things, I don't have it right in front of me, but there was a news article last week. I, th- I thought we talked about it where it said that of the people who are getting this new strain, 
of the virus, sixty yeah. percent of them they found in England have already been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because so, it's a different. It's a different a mutation, a different strain of it. So yeah. you're not going to be protected from. It's just like it's the flu. The, it's the flu. Yeah, think of the flu. No, you, you get a no. different strain every year. No, it's not like. And, the flu. What, and, what, and I'm going to ask this question again. Mm-hmm. What happened to the flu this year? It, it um, aliens kidnapped there's it, no, and they are no, they are anally no, probing the flu right now. There's, there's, no, there, there's no money in the flu, my friend. There's no money yeah, to be made yeah. in the flu. Yeah. Have you have you guys flu. seen the the new um uh the the new goalposts being moved yeah. now? Because um, right. remember, goalposts was oh just two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, just mm-hmm. a couple months to get everybody. <laughs> We're now to the point where they're saying uh, Delta variant is coming in, and and people are getting infected. We need to we need to lock back down. Mm-hmm. No. If you look at the stats, if you look at the stats, there is a spike in infections. Even here in Florida, there's a spike in infections. For sure. You look at the stats for deaths, it's continuing this direction. Because the people that are getting infected are not the ones that are dying. At the same no, time, exactly. anyone who wants to get they the already vaccine, killed all those people off. But it's but it's <laughs> but it's also readily available to anyone who I'm wants sorry, to get it. By the way, shout yeah. out to Rob McNeely. I see him out in the chat, the founder of Tusk. He's out there. Everyone, go ask Rob all your Tusk questions right now. He says there's more than two ways to look at things. That's from Rob McNeely. Um, you know. Yeah, you um, can you can go hide in your closet for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and or you can just get out and live your life. You know, but, but that's yeah. fine. If if you want to go hide in your closet for the rest of your life, that's totally that's fine. fine. That's your choice. You do if that. You want, but don't tell you me wrap, that I have to hide in my closet. If you want to wrap your face in a mask for the rest of your life, go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, don't okay. let me there's, stop still, there's a lot of people. Well, no, let me put it to you this way. When They're I go scared. out in Florida now, I do see people still wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. And even people doing the double mask. But guess what? That's maybe one oh. out of 20 or 30 people. It's not a lot of stuff. Oh, Rob McNeely said he wants on. Okay, someone has to send him a. Um, someone has to sure. send Rob a. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, until yeah, you wrap your eyes up, until you wrap your eyes up. You're not safe with a mask on. Sorry. Your, <laughs> right, eye, right, right, right. your eyes are more porous than, yeah. Uh, They're wet all the time, and that stuff mm-hmm. gets in that wet and done. Right. Dun, dun, dun. It's all um, stupid. It, it makes yeah, no sense. Rob, I'm sending you something right now. Hold on. It, let me be. I'm always in the, in the same camp. Just just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, guess what? The problem is, I, I, the problem is, the, the left doesn't realize that they push and push and push, and eventually, the people that just want to be left alone will break, which is what's happening in like France right now. Shit's gonna go bad for you. Uh, ultimately, though, ultimately, <laughs> bad for you, Juju yeah. yeah. Bad Juju yeah. uh, Ultimately, yeah. uh, we're gonna have to like get some kind of herd immunity to this thing, whether you get the shot yeah. or not. Get the shot. I actually took the flu shot this year. Like Walter's talking about what happened to the flu. Lola actually gave me the flu shot. <laughs> Which I, I don't get one. all the time. I get it. I no. get it sometimes because, like, especially when it's convenient. Well, Lola can give it to me, so mm. you know. Um, I got one because I had to go see my son-in-law that had the. You got the flu camp. shot. Yeah, and Peggy got oh, a flu okay. shot and got a cold immediately. Boom. Yeah, I think I saw you guys around that time. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I didn't have any. I had a little bit of a cold. Mm-hmm. Probably caught it from her, just a little wee bit, you know. But yeah, um, I would never get a flu shot because. I don't think it makes any difference to be quite honest yeah. with you. Uh, 42 Chill says spacesuit or GTFO. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, saw a, I saw a dude walking around this weekend with a freaking respirator on with the pink, <laughs> the, pink, <laughs> the pink filters. I just had to look and chuckle. I just, you know, 
you're, once again, your eyes are still but, wide okay, open. Okay, listen, some people though. might be more at risk. for. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't judge people. If I see someone wearing a... Okay, well, I don't outwardly yeah, here judge Here we go, people. here we go. Let me say... When let the mask is down below your nose... <laughs> well, that's funny. You. When we go... When we, I, think right. we, I think we went out to eat something in the restaurant. Like, they're making the people who work in the restaurants wear the mask. Okay. But no one is wearing it properly in the restaurant. How can I help you, sir? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kathleen Music Lover wants to know if Patrick is in the closet. I'm not sure exactly what that means. If that's like a joke, because she was saying my face was large earlier. Uh, I, I'm now closer to the camera. I haven't put on weight. I, I don't really. I don't know. I have no idea. I can't is wait his to face winter. larger. Is his oh God, his head is definitely sick. bigger. I would say that for sure. Yeah, that's you, since he got yeah. night vision. That's I'll give all you guys that for free. I'll say he's, <laughs> he's got the, a the radiation head. is building. Yeah, he's got yeah. that. His head he's got that totally night vision thing going on. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah. We can't. Uh, we can't rein him in. You know, like once he started getting night vision, and now he has a laser. He thinks he owns the night. <laughs> you guys see the, the the lightsaber that came out of that? Oh, it's <laughs> that's like a torch. Yeah, I think it we got. Incredible. I think we got. Hey, Rob, what's up? <laughs> Hey guys, can you hear me okay? Yep, mm-hmm. sounding good. Sounding good. Welcome good. How to you the guys, show. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> I'm fine. As you can I'm see, good. it's. I was actually tired until I. Before we started this, I was tired. Once these guys get going, they make me start get going. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotta, we got to switch gears and get off this COVID <laughs> mask wear and stuff. It's like, you know, come on. Yeah. No, no. Unless, I don't know if Rob has something to. to uh, <laughs> Some wisdom uh, to drop I'm gonna, on I'm us. Gonna throw, I'm, I'm going to throw myself on a pyre here, mm-hmm. but um, I will say this: like, I think both sides are fucking wrong in a lot of ways, and I think the government fucked us from day one, both sides. And so I always mm-hmm. say that you can. I think it's reasonable that some people can have concerns about wanting to control a pandemic and even being pro-vaccination and not like anything that the government's doing about it or has done about it. And I think there's a different kind of road. But right now, it's becoming so tribal that we're, th- in some ways, I think some people are throwing really common sense out of it. Again, not endorsing a damn thing government did along the way. Mm-hmm. He, they fucked us from day one. So I like to point that out. But um, I look at the numbers daily here in my home state of Utah, And it's kind of interesting what we're seeing. And again, I'm not pitching a solution. I think the best solutions are impossible now because of what the politics and the tribalism does. Mm -hmm. Now, understand where I come from. I put together a prepping conference every year here in, you know, a prepping meets crypto conference in Utah. And one of the things that we talk about a lot with prepping is pandemic preparation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I was an EMT. I'm a safety guy for my day job. It's like so common sense preparation is self-survival is important. But I think one of the things that we don't hear a lot about in the discussion is what happens when this keeps mutating to something worse, like the Delta is worse than the last variant. Now, I'm not defending a government action, so I'm pointing out some Mm -hmm. numbers. I like numbers, not politicians. Mm -hmm. And you can look at my Twitter and see my pinned post and you'll know my take on it. Um, uh, Rob McNeely on Twitter. But one of the things I'm seeing right now is I look at the case counts and death counts and our case counts and death counts are absolutely skyrocketing in Utah. And here's the interesting thing is we bottomed, we fully bottomed out in May here in Utah, um, both hospitalizations, death and case counts. Now I'm more concerned with hospitalizations and death counts, not 
case counts as much, but case counts is a leading indicator. Our numbers right now are higher than they were last July at this exact same time when we had more restrictions, but we had, you know, full masks. And that was pre, pre-vaccination. So this is interesting. So um, how much of so Utah, that, how much of Utah, sorry, 50. I know, 50% of Utah is so, so Utah is pretty much like the rest of the country. We're 50% vaccinated yeah. in, in Utah. So what okay. we're, so think about that. So case counts are in climbing. I don't know where they're going to go. So this is mm-hmm. like, this is the unknown part. Like I'm mm-hmm. just saying as I'm watching it mm-hmm. um, and you can, you can go look at Utah COVID case counts and look at the numbers. And that's what I look at. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting saying is that when you have half the population size now, that should be getting affected, the numbers are actually going up higher than they were a year ago before anybody got vaccinated. And they're saying at least, again, I'm skeptical about things I say, mm-hmm. but it's all it's all Delta variant and unvaxxed people that are having the hospitalizations and having the deaths. So I don't know where that goes, but I think it's gonna be interesting because our state is very red and our state legislature passed some legislation that a lot of people will cheerlead, but this is interesting. Um, how this is going to play out in the fall, because our schools are going to open wide open and they're they're basically doing kind of like our, our governor is kind of taking the kind of the, the DeSantis approach. And they're saying that school districts can't require masks, which is interesting. So given that the way the number is on a trajectory right now and that difference, and I can tell you here, COVID's over as far as most people, in, <laughs> as you can see, like there is no COVID if you walk around here. Mm-hmm. But um, it'll be interesting to see where we are in the next three months with yeah. this new variant. So my, my take is this when it comes to any of this stuff. Again, not advocating for a course of action. I think the best course of action that can't be done now. But I think is every time someone gets infected, even with a minor case, or an asymptomatic case, and they transmit to someone else, they're a human Petri dish. And that's when the mutations can happen, and it can go to something worse. Um, We already know at least that natural immunity is really weak with coronaviruses, especially these. So even if you got infected, doesn't mean you're not gonna get it again. And I had it in March of 2020, and I got tested, and I didn't have any antibodies five months later. Um, but we had it. And so it's like, I, I, even my own personal case, I didn't develop antibodies that would make me resistant from a natural infection. But every, so I think there is concerns that we should look at is about what happens when this gets really bad and converts to something else. Mm-hmm. And remember, I believe this is likely a man-made virus at this point. I think there's enough information that chances are China made something, whether it was intentionally released or not. But so we don't know what a man-made virus is, how it's going to evolve compared to other viruses. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a new brand new yeah. thing. My, and this the, this little this this little covid Delta variant, whatever you call it. again, I don't fucking listen to CNN. I hate CNN. But I can tell you, what if the next strain is even more infectious or even more deadly? This seems to be about more infectious, but about the same deadliness, which isn't that bad for most people. But when you start making things more and more infectious, and they get around the vaccines that are out there. That's where it gets so, really bad. So my thing, um, I would, and, my thing I would say about that is, so if you want to talk about like the logical side <laughs> of it, you take away like what how Democrats are looking at it or Republicans are looking at it or whatever, 
there's no way to stop it from keeping mutating. Right. There's, there's no way to. So, right. We've got too so many you people. Can't, even you if can't 100% shut the country the, down because it's yeah. never gonna end. Yeah, and literally, I never suggest. You can't hide from it. You, it's gonna catch yeah. you eventually. Yeah. And then you have well, you talk about numbers. Then you got to look at well, these people are dying. Are they? Do they have pre-existing conditions? Well, are I got they, two points on. What happened to the flu this year? And I'll keep bringing this up. What happened to the flu no, this year? These, well, the things that stop <laughs> Corona from passing are the, the same things that stop any respiratory virus. Mm-hmm. So that actually makes sense. I would expect flu viruses to be down just like COVID because they're transmitted well, no, the same No, it's not way. down. How is it down? Tell me how it's down. How do, what, what I see in that. And I don't think they're, count, they're talk, not tracking the flu. They're not talking. They're not talking about it. It's still yeah, there. They're there's not no tracking money. It. There's no money in influenza. Period. Yeah. Yeah, but well, are there people? Are, no are there people? Are there people? Are you asking why the flu is down? The flu is down. All respiratory viruses are down, including yeah. child ICU things because. are actually weighed down, because well, especially if you look at where a lot of the flus are transmitted are usually in public schools are like the one of the biggest transmitters, and kids get sick. They might not be as bad, but take flus home, and a lot of schools were out. That's a big part of why flus are down. So if you want a real explanation about the data, that's one of the reasons. People wash their hands more. By the way, I don't shake hands anymore. I, I fist bump, but um, I don't shake can hands. Can I just can I say and, something before this all? Before all this stuff started, I wasn't hugging and kissing on you anyways if I didn't know you. So and I, right. and I wasn't really excited people. about coming up and touching your hands either because I don't know where they've been before. Yeah, a lot before, of people have been doing that. Are gross. I mean, that's, that's just me. Gross. That's just yeah. me. I'm not a huggy, kissy kind of guy. Um, right. Um, you know. But, Can I tell you something? And, the lack of dirt and germs is what is the problem for most people. Let's yeah. be okay. And, come on. And, and, the, and another thing is the lack to, of people going outside and getting some vitamin D. I think that place. stuff that everyone puts on their hands. Uh, what is it? The antibacterial. What is that stuff? The antibacterial, oh, the antibacterial soaps. And that, that thing stuff? is yeah. one of the most destructive things we probably have in society. Okay, you need to actually get sick and make contact with germs. Do you need all of them? Are there certain people no. you don't need to go near or whatever? I would I would agree with that for sure. You know, but like in the case. So we're so, for example, we're talking about this. Both of my sons who are in college got that got both of the vaccines. Right. Um, and uh, before before my oldest son got it, he he had covid. He got the vaccine anyway when he when he had covid. We all went and got tested, um, and, n- and none of us in the house got it. And I refuse to do that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I refuse to do the I'm not gonna hug you <laughs> thing, or you're gonna live outside thing, or whatever. But we got tested and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's. I I think what I think I would in general agree with what Rob is saying. That first of all, people have the right to do what they want to do. But second of all, that this whole thing got politicized. Why are we even still listening to Fauci? Why is Fauci yeah, even and, still the dude when he clearly yeah. like lied to everyone? Here in Florida, well, the a- numbers the numbers took off like crazy when they started testing like crazy. But people weren't dying like crazy. You know, when you have fifty thousand new cases in a week, where's those people? Where's the death? Yeah, most people are not dying for it. But there's, there's at least the last time I looked at the numbers, there was at least six thousand people who died of uh, um, after getting the COVID vaccines itself right i think it's more than that we'd have to look up and see exactly what the number is and then what's the reasons for those none of us really understand we we can't see the numbers we can't understand everything that's going on and we cannot trust the people talking it uh, yeah, i don't know if that uh, so here's a question yeah, like 
Well, this is this is a here's a, par- a partner. You know, think about this. This is a really fundamental problem. Mm-hmm. Like what what can we trust, and how do we know what we know? And here's the thing, and this is one of my contentions, and and depending on, you know, if you're talking to a conspiracy theorist, there's some conspiracy theorists that think that absolutely every possible thing you know in a man is untrustworthy. Any data source, any expert, any person, any government, any company, any corporation, absolutely everything is uncredible to them. So the question is, as a society, how do we function if there's zero trust with anybody? I don't think a society can last that. Yeah, I don't know if we're at a zero trust point, but I think that if we're at a point where this, like one administration can tell social media who they like or who they don't like and who to censor and who not to censor, but a different administration has the opposite result. I'm not trusting administrations. I'm not trusting social media. I'm not trusting news outlets. And this is like a natural thing, I think, for a lot of folks out there that we are so obviously in a situation where these people are just manipulating us like kids. So that leads to a natural sense of, hey, I don't trust everything. But mm-hmm. you want to look at things and make up your decisions. Like I said, I don't like I never told I can pretty much influence my kids if I wanted to. Right. So even though they're 21 and 22 years old, I could go. There's no way in hell you're getting that vaccine. I didn't do that. I was like, hey, are you sure this is what you want to do? Yep. OK. Yeah, you know, do handle your thing, do do your thing. I could tell you, my wife, who works in a hospital and is given that vaccine to people every single day, is not taking it, and neither am I. And you and know. all the medical people I know that do it for a living, negative. Well, a lot, a lot. Unless they're forced not, not every, to, because they everything. absolutely have yeah. to. They're not. I mean, I know I know people who who are doctors and stuff like that, and they got the vaccine, and they still got sick. But then, then I know people who got sick and they're doctors and didn't take any medicine. For that thing, they just did natural stuff and then just went through it. So yeah, but 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 going into healthcare, it, it, this is normal practice for people in a clinical mm-hmm. environment to be vaccinated. That's mm-hmm. pretty normal, and mm-hmm. so that's not a new thing for COVID. That's like if you if you're a nurse or a doctor, it's pretty much mandatory. You're an EMT, you're seeing patient. That's pretty much mandatory. What, so that's, mandatory that's unlike to, different in emergency for vaccines. Room? Okay, typically. Uh, yeah, my wife is my wife's a medical. My wife's a medical doctor. I was I mm-hmm. was a volunteer EMT, and okay. that was all. Then that was I was a. Now I haven't been an EMT for about a, I don't know eight years now, but it was right. mandatory back then to get a flu shot. In okay, and so, it's mandatory in Colorado, or you're saying it's mandatory in the country? It's most places. Most places that's standard. Oh, okay. When you when you're when you're clinically involved with patients, it's pretty much standard. It's not mandatory mm-hmm. in Florida. I could tell you that. It depends on the hospital. It'll be determined by the hospital system. But most places, if you're seeing patients, it typically is. That's not unusual. Most of the women working on my wife's floor uh, are refusing the vaccine. Yeah. And so what they're doing now, like, so I know Lola was telling me that one of the things that's happening is that if now they're saying, okay, if you don't get this vaccine and you get sick, then we're going to deal you with your get, time off in a different way. Yeah, they, they yeah. treat time off. That's isn't that, isn't that like uh, like yeah. uh, discrimination? Unless you isn't that way have laws against all that stuff? No, I don't think it's discrimination. It would be discrim. It, it would be more of a problem if they force them. They're basically saying if you get the vaccine and you get sick, we're going to be very flexible with what time you have off of being sick. But uh, if you don't get it and you get sick, you're going to have to use your specific time you have off. 
And you're if also, you run out of time, you're going to have to get, you're going to owe it back to us kind of a deal. It also depends on, at least at the at Marley's hospital, it also depends on how you caught it. If you catch it from a patient, if you catch it from the hospital, then you're covered by workers' comp, you're covered by everything. If you catch mm-hmm. it, but from going yeah. out to a bar, they're treating you differently. Mm-hmm. That's just like it, if you get a needle stick with someone from Hep B or something, it's going to be the same thing. It's yeah. got a workers' comp case at that yeah. point. So, and then let's say, let's say about this, because I know like, so one of the things, if you don't know Rob, Rob it, it tries very much to deal with the facts, right? As, as you see it, as information comes into you. So what would you say if, it, if we're looking at a thing that if you're vac, whether you're vaccinated or not, it's a 50-50 thing of whether or not you get it? What this? What would you say about I that? Think, would you even agree with that? <laughs> well, do I think it's fifty-fifty? I think what we're looking at is you got to understand. Before COVID, there was never a COVID, There was never an effective treatment for any coronavirus, and so there, there was never there was there was never a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, vaccines are not necessarily always. A, that's not a treatment. Vaccine. Okay. A treatment. I, so, and this is the problem where it comes out to there's lots mm-hmm. of misinformation out there, and and I'm not going to get into an argument about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. or anything like that. Oh, so, that stuff. like, oh, yeah, that stuff, yeah. <laughs> the stuff they didn't want anybody to use because it was cheap and almost free. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, or it could be that maybe it doesn't actually work. And there's maybe, you know, maybe so, somehow yeah. it worked in France and in Europe and stuff. Yeah. Maybe nothing well, works. Here, here's the question. So <laughs> that's what I, I'm going go to get to. There's no, there's no money in that. So there's no interest in it. That's what the problem yeah. is. And True I always false. say it's like <laughs> this. I, I always say it's like this. A lot of times people have lots of opinions because someone else tells them something, but they may not know how to maybe. So, for instance, the scientific studies. Right. I'm not a scientist. I have a little bit of a science background. Mm-hmm. I do have trusted people around me that are better at reading scientific studies. And if, if someone's not well-versed in a scientific study or scientific research, peer-reviewed journals, and they can't themselves figure out what might be right or wrong about a study or look at it from both sides, it's hard to form a solid opinion about it. Because you can believe a study, but if it's a poorly done study um, or not reproducible, it may still not be good data. And I mean, we go back to the original anti-vaxxers stuff like from like 15 years ago with Andrew Wakefield, where it was clearly shown. I mean, he basically launched the anti-vax movement. But mm-hmm. if you really understand why he ended up going to jail and losing his license, because he clearly fraudulently created this data set from kids from his kid's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And you really go back and look at the history. And now that's got so many people like anti-vax based on faulty data. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know. So I don't let's, believe everything. Can, can I, do I ask either. this question? Who on this yeah. thing is an anti? Let's like forget about COVID, right? And and listen right. here, we're all people who think a lot alike, but you know, obviously, we don't sure. all think the same way. So, and we can't get away from this conversation. Obviously, I'm sure there's people like, oh, wait a second. So let's let me ask this: um, Who here on this panel before COVID was an anti-vax person? Put your hands up. None of us. Thank you. So you just answered your own question, didn't you? I know. I'm just saying, right? Like, I don't, I was not an anti Like, I've, tra- I've, I was born in a third world country, traveled all over the world. It I is saved. Tons the of- vaccines, the vaccines, you know, they yeah. stopped doing malaria stuff, right? Over right. in Africa. And look what's happened. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have died of malaria. And mm-hmm. the reason they stopped? Because of some goofy story about DDT, which mm-hmm. was all fake. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to actually, to answer fake. your question. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, Hank, 50 50 mm-hmm. shot. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think because of the way coronavirus is mutating, um, like the Delta strain is likely, you might as well just consider it a different virus that has some overlap with the original strain. And the vaccines aren't going to be as effective on it. And no argument with me. I am not like a big, I'm not like some true believer, you know, bootlicker that says, oh, Big Pharma told me this, I believe it. No, mm-hmm. I, I spend my time, do my homework as best as I can to, you know, be safe, look at all the options. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, are we going to live with this? Could be. On the other hand, it could get really bad. And this is what we don't know because things are changing really fast. Now, the question is, is trying to stop the pandemic worth it with, a, with an unknown virus that can mutate to unknown levels or is it better to try to stop it? And, and strategically, I think that should be where we have a conversation. Like, where is this going to mutate to in the next strain? Because they're getting worse, not better. Okay. And so three strains down, is the, is the death rate going to be a lot more? And that's what we don't know. So when we say let it, like the letter rip crowd, and maybe the letter rip crowd's right. I don't know. But the question is, at what point as a society do we do something? Okay. I mean, what do the numbers need to look like? That's what I don't know is what, no, what does that, that look like? Yeah, I understand that question. I the, think Walt, and no oh, one gives me a good answer when I ask that. Is, is there a point which some intervention as a society voluntarily or not? I'm not talking about what specifically, mm-hmm. but at some point, is there ever a time as a society we should collectively try to stop a pandemic? Is there, an, is there a time for that? Let's start so there. That's keep, I'll, let, I'll let Babyface go first since he hasn't. Yeah, you keep in saying yet. you keep saying that the the virus, the the, the D variant, is getting worse. But you gotta you gotta back up and classify. What do you mean by worse? Because the death, the 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 morbidity of the of the virus is is lower. The virality of the virus is higher. Mm-hmm. So is that worse? Are we? Um, are, what are we tracking? Are we tracking people's deaths? Are we tracking people contracting the virus? The, the more well, the morbidity in Utah right now is not better than with the last variant. So our numbers are looking worse right now um, because we have a half the sample size. So you got half the potential people that are, you know, most of it's unvaccinated people. So, Mm -hmm. so we have a smaller crowd, more infectious, but the, the kill rate seems to be about the, it's plateaued. Mm -hmm. So basically, I don't know where you are. I'm just looking at Utah's numbers. So that's what I'm The rest of us are all in Florida, which is, you you know, yeah, you guys are barely up. You guys are seven day average, six hundred and five hundred to six hundred people a day catching it and averaging three deaths every day. And, and if you look at where we are three, four weeks ago, that is like almost quadrupled now. So it's it's One going quick. Like I said. Now. Yeah. So what I'm saying is and that's if you look at it, we're back to pre pan pre vaccine numbers now. Yeah. With half the population. So yeah. I'm saying is, I don't know where it's going to go. So, I'm just so, saying is so to my, my answer you to, you, stats, to ignore that that. If you, if you look at the stats, that doesn't bear out. You can see from pre pre vaccine going from November 20th. Uh, let's go back to November 1st to uh, January vaccine came out roughly in January. You were seeing an average of 3,200 cases a day on the, what, what, and what, on the what, day, what data sort are you looking at? Uh, this is so they're they're pulling it from uh, it's from Google, but it looks like they're pulling it from okay. the New York Times data set. 
Okay, I don't look. Uh-huh. I'm not looking yeah. at that. So I just want so, to make sure. We're so at the to right quickly, to, from my point of view, to quickly answer your question, here's what, like, to go back to what you said. If we, if we cannot, tr- if there is not a like a true governing body of scientists that the people trust that are not connected yeah. to <laughs> politics and all that kind of stuff, it is. The way I look at it, people should be able to make a decision. Now, if there's places to go, well, we don't want people coming in here. This is our rules. If you want to come here, you have to do that. I'm fine with that. Um, Like I said, in my household, everyone's an adult. I let people make decisions. My kids can move out or do whatever they want to do. They've chosen (laughs) to they've chosen to get the, um, you know, get the vaccine and all that. Lola and myself have chosen not to do it. I'm not saying that's permanent. At some point here, I'm going to go, okay, just like I took a flu shot, I'll go, okay, yeah, I, I feel more comfortable now doing it. But right now, I'm looking at a lot of different things, and based on my own personal experience, who I am, the health issues I have, or whatever it is, I'm going, nah, I don't trust it. Part of part of our issues here at this house is we have... Uh, there are no long-term studies on one pregnant women, first trimester pregnant women, and we're we're working on a child at the moment. Oh well, don't worry, so don't, no, don't worry, don't worry. Exactly, okay. no long-term studies on <laughs> first worry, trimester okay. pregnancies. There's only some data on third trimesters because of the time frame, and they're saying that it's not affecting women as bad uh, very much. But again, tri- third trimester doesn't affect women, affect babies. Yeah, we are much. the test right now, I think. Um, and oh, we, yeah. it's it's unapproved and won't be approved potentially until January, we don't have large case studies on, uh, and this is only the Pfizer vaccine, Johnson and Johnson and Moderna have been put aside for a couple reasons, but, uh, Pfizer vaccine, Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have solid numbers on what it's going to do to all of us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my concern. It hasn't passed trials of any kind first, second, third. Moderna, well, Moderna will be proved by FDA. They say in about six weeks. So it'll be formally FDA approved in about six weeks. And at that point, the will, they, will, they, will they have liability then? No, they, they are, they're given, <laughs> See, that's given a, that's the thing. protection. Yeah, here, here we go. Boom. They've always, I mean, they've had protections from it since like the early 90s or late <laughs> yeah. 80s. So. So, so listen, uh, uh, there's some but people. You, but, but, yeah, but actually, it's interesting. But do you mm-hmm. know why the vaccine court was created? Do you actually know the history of that? Up. No, I can look it up. Because a lot of people don't know the history of that. And what was happening is groups of anti-vaxxers with, um, were actually inundating vaccine manufacturers day in and day out. Now, I'm not supporting what government does. I'm saying is if you understand the nature of it, there's a lot of bullshit cases that were inundating the vaccine companies. And they were threatening to stop making vaccines because of it. And that's why the government stepped in. Um, and, you know, it's like VAERS. VAERS is garbage data because it's, un- it's self-reported and unverified data. Anybody can report something to VAERS. And if you understand what VAERS does, so it's really funny because on one hand, people mm-hmm. say they don't trust the government, but then someone who brings up anti-vax stuff, they always cite VAERS as their reason for being a problem. But there's no, there's literally no checking or verification of any self-reported information on VAERS. And it's like, we got to make up our minds. And I just keep coming back to, and, and again, I think of terms in terms of prepping, long-term survival and preparedness for bad shit. And I think ultimately, I'm always paying attention. I don't live in fear, by the way. I just went to Freedom Fest in Rapid City, South Dakota, which is a giant bunch of anti-vaxxers getting together. I just spent a week in a conference talking to people. So I don't live in fear. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't. And, and I live my life and I, take, and I adjust my risk profile and, and take actions when I feel mm-hmm. it's necessary because I try to be common sense about this stuff. Um, but what I can say is I'm concerned is right now because of how, how fucked up this got tribally, like 
your opinion on tr uh, like really like your opinion on any part of COVID now is like a political purity test, which is really botched up shit. And mm -hmm. my concern is this. What if this was a fucking bioweapon and this was the test run and they're going to unleash something bad? Now, what happens what? if they unleash something else? The, everybody's going to fucking rip their heads off if they, we have to do something about it. I think and, I, I would I be, think, I think I would be doing the same thing I'm doing right now. I, because at the end of the day, it's if it's the end, it's the end. If it's not, it's not. I mean, you know. Well, I'm a scrapper. I don't go. I go down fighting. So like, I'm not yeah, going to roll over and say, "Oh, I'm going to die." Well, no, I don't do that. You know, here, but, you know? whether whether you get the vaccine or not, and and I do want to move on because like Lola's yeah. messaging yeah. me and pe yeah. some people out there or whatever. <laughs> it, yeah, whether is, you get this, is always turns yeah. into a big circle yeah. jerk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whether you get it or not, it doesn't mean that you're not you're you're not fighting or whatever. Like at the end of the day, everyone places their bets. And this is what happens. Yeah. You either win or you lose. You know, you might inherit right. the planet. Somebody else might, like, whatever. You know, at the end, a, a freaking uh, asteroid can come and hit the planet and take us all out. Hey, you know, I don't live sideways from something else. You know, Yellowstone could go off tomorrow. And if you're in Utah, that's going to be bad juju, Bonner. So I'll tell you something. So I'll tell you something that really would if we would have not gotten tribal around this and we actually had honest leadership in government, the best thing that probably would have they could have done is the government could have unified. But there's no way it did. But, you know, even Trump admitted in February 7th of 2020, they knew it was an airborne transmission thing when the government was still saying on the other side yeah. that it was all handsy, touchy bullshit. Yeah. You know, and Kamala, even Kamala Harris said that she wouldn't take the vaccine under Trump. That she mm -hmm. then, when they when they got into right. office, went and took the vaccine. It's all scummy. So, it it was a wet what, market. What they was a wet market. Yeah, there was a wet market. But yeah. it, it was all bullshit. But what they should have <laughs> yeah. done yeah, mm -hmm. is they should have focused on improving indoor air quality. In other words, the best thing you can do for COVID is ventilation improvements. No more cha air changes per hour in buildings. It's a shared air pocket problem. That's why the riots outside don't really lead to, you know, like super spread events. But going into a bar or funeral, something is more likely to. It's because of the air. We didn't, and take, if, we and, didn't take this year to improve anything. There's so many things that as a society, as a country... We could have improved in the year plus, right, that we've been on the lockdown. I mean, I, I, I can't even argue that. I, I'm not arguing your, your, your points with you at all. I mean, we've missed so many opportunities to deal with so many sure. things. But the, the, that would have been controversial. We said, uh, if ahead, we Walt. said, look, mm -hmm. let's, let's invest in indoor air quality. It'll make the school safer. It'll make the hospital safer. make old folks' home safer. And then people who want to get vaccines will also limit that. That solves most of the problem. You don't have to have a fight about it. Um, mm -hmm. But here's an interesting thing, how government fucks everything up. My buddy runs a bunch of charter schools, and he said that the government reopening dollars for COVID excluded HVAC improvements explicitly. Of course. They, Go figure. Why would so, they want to fix so, anything? <laughs> I mean, exactly. that can't, so, that couldn't hurt us at all, right? Like, other than this, that that can help in so many ways. But why do it? Exactly. And so we uh, had opportunities to, to do things. Yeah, we, we had opportunities to it. fix things and make it better without fighting. And we didn't do it. And no, that's we because we have shitty leadership. And, and that's what I get frustrated on. And I think we... Got into it, this it, level of polarization if yeah, we it comes done back it. to the to me it comes back to the 50 50 thing right um democrats people on the left didn't do it simply because of who was in the white house 
and that yep. is on the game. That's, that's on them. That's the main reason. Yeah. Um, so I now, totally yeah, agree with you. Yeah, I'm, I, here's where I'm, I'm at with Trump, for example. If he does something wrong, I'm willing to say this was a wrong, horrible thing. He was thing, chicken shit. And I don't support Trump it. Trump was chicken shit when this started. First yeah, but, thing, but hold on, but hold on a second. When it, comes to, when it comes to this COVID thing, I think that they, that they did the best that they could possibly do. Okay, they went hey. ahead and tried to do everything they could do, and the other side refused to uh, cooperate with them on a lot of things, and okay. made it worse. He just kept saying it's somehow Trump's fault that we had a COVID in the first place, right? When, when this when this started getting wound up in China, you can't tell me the intelligence people didn't know that here. If you, if, if they didn't, if they didn't, they had their heads stuck up their ass. Now, no, secondly, as soon as mm -hmm. soon as they knew this, they should have shut China off. Mm -hmm. I mean, they yep. had. The, the month that we were in the SHOT Show, in January, the last time the SHOT Show, there was 400,000 Chinese in the U.S. 400,000. They should have all been round. They should have first not been here at all. They should, airfare should, airline should have been shut down. And the ones that were here that should have been rounded up and shipped back to China. So, for, I mean... Um, uh, for, the, for, for the politicians, it's always been more important to... Further their political gain, whatever it may they be, started, than to actually the, do stuff. The Democrats started squealing racist. By the way, oh, this thing was racist. this thing they're was in racist. America from like um, October, November, December. Well, they knew it was going so, on in China, my friend. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. They let the Chinese keep coming here and breathing all over the place and spitting on everybody. <laughs> and 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 that's what they do if you watch them walk down the streets. They're spitting all over the place. And and they let them keep coming <laughs> in. And what happens? We're all infected. <laughs> We live in Florida. Everyone spits all over the place. Have you seen, have you seen these guys? Have you seen these guys? You don't. So, so is it only Asian people that chew tobacco and all that kind let me, of crazy? Let me, let me just say something here. I don't think so. <laughs> they didn't do anything and they knew this was going on and let the people keep coming. That's who's a fuck. I would agree that. I would agree that. I think, I think, you know, I think you go, I think you go a little far out on the line, Walt. It didn't come flying in from the winds from the east. It came into somebody's mouth. So For a politician, there's always something more important than what They're so scared they're going to get called a name. You know, if you're a real if you're a real leader, you do what you have to do and you just, and you would have been a hero. AOC has a tweet that I hope will haunt her forever saying that uh, the, we don't need we need to, to keep the pain of uh, the lockdowns and the, um, uh, <laughs> not, the, the, the from, from the from the economic standpoint, we need to make sure that the economy doesn't recover quickly because it would hurt Trump. That's well, because you know, that's they're, get, they're getting these people used to sitting at home on their ass doing nothing and, mm -hmm. and well, getting the check. That's now, the problem. Yes. Have you went out getting sued? Have you went out to eat lately and try to go to a restaurant and get decent service? Florida, they so oh. so some. Shit. I'm not even sure who it is. I haven't looked today. It brought up a lawsuit against Florida to have them reinstate the uh, the, the oh, government that. money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Of, listen. Okay. Listen. Right, enough, I'm gonna. I'm, done, I'm, I'm gonna. Done. Yeah. We have a lot of people <laughs> watching us. We should be able to get a hundred thumbs ups. I. We're we're transitioning, so you guys should give us a hundred thumbs ups right now. I'm not I transitioning. Do, I, I do. am a male. <laughs> we're transitioning the topic here. Here's how I'm going to do man, that. Baby. I wish they. I wish a lot of this was decentralized to come to the point that you're making. Oh Rob. God! Why don't you just give? Why don't you just give them a layup over there? Yeah, I wish all of the, I wish. I wish. The, <laughs> I wish that a lot of things that are important to the people, okay, would be decentralized. So that is my transition into talking about 
uh, cryptocurrencies, which I noticed cryptos cryptos were going up. Cryptos were going up today, right? Did you notice that? Yes, or is sir. that just me? Why is that I happening? Noticed. Why is that? Why are the cryptos going up? Hell if I know. Oh, no, you're supposed to know. <laughs> is that honest? You know. Now you don't know. I, uh, no, that's an honest answer. That's, I like that. Like, um, okay. Um, yeah. My idea, the, the reason why they're saying that cryptos are going up today is because Bitcoin, Ethereum, etc. has been going down for a while so now, people right? people are buying? Yeah, well, so now people are buying there's stuff going, there's stuff people going on. People number go up. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. stuff going on in China that's scaring people right back into cryptos. Is that is that a what, proper is, assessment? Is there, what, is, there problem, is there problems at the wet market again or something or what? I mean, oh, so, um, so uh, you know, I was throwing, I was rolling the chicken bones next to my tea leaves, and mm-hmm. uh, a smart person I know said this. He says it might have been uh, there's some threats to some of the stable coins that are you know the U.S. dollar tether and stuff, and they say that some people might be exiting back into Bitcoin. I don't know if that's true. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. The thing with crypto, dude, it's all speculation driven. And when mm-hmm. stuff's so speculation driven, it's mm-hmm. just so volatile. There's not always so, a rhyme or reason for any of it. Hank and I were talking about this a little bit the other day. Uh, I forgot how we came to this, but um, the idea that Tusk I, – I oh, imagine I gave, you guys – I gave you Tusk. That's how we came well, no, to no, no, this. No, no, no. Yeah, but, but I imagine you guys don't – if you want to see a crypto that is truly a uh, usable currency – you don't want to see the volatility that you see in Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of those other ones, right? Ideally, but you got to ask well, here. But there's there's a couple ways to deal with that, right? Is like one, why are cryptos volatile? Like mm-hmm. that's like ask the question. Bitcoin's been around a long time. Why is it so volatile even now? Mm-hmm. And this is what I at least this is how I like to explain. The fact is. No cryptos anywhere in the world at this point are really used for buying and selling things in any great mm-hmm. amount. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all no. speculation yeah. driven. Mm-hmm. There's market manipulation in there. You got mm-hmm. some high frequency trading going on. And so that but, tends to lend itself to this heavy duty volatility where we believe that over time, cryptos that actually get used will start to become to a more stable natural equilibrium. But in the meantime, because of atomic swaps and stuff, you don't have to hold it you can just swap right out of it instantaneously um, into something like another more stable coin or even cash. So it's like that's why what we're you, saying for retailers. Why do you think um, – and, and I'm hoping you know more about this than I do. Why do you think Bitcoins – why do you think um, the larger cryptos have become speculative markets? Uh, why do, why do they always were. They well, always they're were. assets. Were they? So they, well, I mean they and they're were, limited. So, so like, that, Bitcoin's a limited ac- asset, so – uh, somewhat, but yeah, you're, yeah. So you're saying that people initially have always kind of seen it as a speculation instead of a currency, like that's what's so, running through your head. So with Bitcoin proper, you could see a change in the community narrative in 2017 when they had the split to BCH and BSV. And that was they right. call it the if, you know kind of the small that. block, big block wars. So what happened is um, the Bitcoin community. Fr- fractured a couple times starting 2017 because some people in the community wanted to make it faster. And to do that, they had to change the protocol to have bigger blocks. And some of the community said, no, 10 minute minimum block times are preferred and it's slow. And that fractured the community into Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and then later became Bitcoin SV. Um, and so if you look at the, the basically the community that won and kept the Bitcoin brand, they are slow 
And they kept it that way. But if you also look at them, they also around that time started pushing, instead of peer-to-peer electronic cash, they started pushing the store of value narrative around Bitcoin. They And if you look okay. at any Bitcoin maximalist now, all they say is hodl, hodl, hodl. Well, yes, if yes. you're telling people to save it and you're telling people and all you talk about is price and all you do is tell people to save it, people well, you're telling people not to spend it. Yes. Right. You're yeah. encouraging the investment angle. And I think How? it's become I think Bitcoin's core or, you know, you know, BCT has just become literally a 401k. That's what it is. How, and um, I own a lot of Bitcoin. So I, I view it as that myself. I'm not going to spend my Bitcoin to go buy Starbucks. Yeah. How um, how did how does and this is this is a, a tip just a just a tech question off, off for me with it being decentralized how can large changes to how like how blockchain works or how the how does that happen like who who gets to decide is it kind of like Linux where everybody pitches in and then they kind of formulate what's going to happen like who gets to decide those big changes like that where which caused the split you know. All right. So different blockchains do it differently. So a proof of work blockchain is different than uh, TUS, which is delegated proof of stake, which is different than proof of stake. So with so we're go we're about to go through that. So we're mm-hmm. doing our first I hard fork. Yeah. So good. Oh, cool. So we're doing our first hard fork September October. It's looking like. Um, and it's going to be really cool, by the way. We're doing a lot of cool shit. <laughs> uh, I can't talk about all of it, but, but with us, since we're pretty small. It's mm-hmm. not as political yet, right? Mm-hmm. And so all basically what a, all essentially all a hard fork is, is you say we're going to upload the new code by this date. And then in Bitcoin or even with us, uh, our block producers just have to, we say, you know, we're going to go through and for, we're probably going to pause the blockchain for a week um, during that process to get a good snapshot and then switch over the new code. And basically the, the miners in Bitcoin or, um, for in Bitcoin, for instance, uh, a, a certain percentage of the miners have to adopt the new fork and that becomes the dominant fork okay. and they have to okay. voluntarily basically set up the new, you know, basically set up the new fork. And so there's generally a time where you're having the 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 new fork is running simultaneous to the old fork so that they have a good kind of, you know, um, they have a good, you know, the data is matching between the two and they run parallel. Um, and then at some point, everybody says, OK, we're going to switch on this day and everybody update that code. Mm-hmm. And generally in proof of work, enough have to do that in um, in our blockchain. We're delegated proof of stake. Our, our block producers have to do it. And the block producers that essentially don't update to the new fork will just be voted out. Mm-hmm. And so that's <clears throat> I know it's just it's uh, uh, blockchain has always been confusing to me in the sense that like. I don't know. I, I guess so. So when it when it gets adopted, the majority wins. Is that sort of how it is? What if what if people don't adopt the chain? Do you guys revert back? Yeah, you either get on the boat no. or you don't. <laughs> right. So no. So no. What happened is that if so so you could have a so our block producers. You could have another group of block producers that stays with the old code if they chose not to update. Uh, okay. And they could still technically run the run that version of the blockchain, and that's kind of what happened with Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin and so that still has value. Those people who that's stay. What, yeah, that, sorry that's to, where I'm I was going to, with it, Hank. No, yeah. well, in most cases it does not. In the case okay. of Bitcoin, it did. So, mm-hmm. like when, and this is where there's so a lot of people who are. So what happened during Bitcoin's fork was like the first. You know, it was the it was a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when they did that Bitcoin Cash fork, everybody on Bitcoin 
basically everybody who had Bitcoin also got an equivalent amount of Bitcoin cash. Mm-hmm. And so, and Bitcoin cash isn't as big as Bitcoin, but it's still worth a lot of money. So if you were an OG at that time, you doubled. A lot of guys now who are loyal, though, sold their Bitcoin cash and then reinvested in Bitcoin. So, so that's what I was, what what was kind of going at is, is when, you, when, when you make that split, there's a chance that you kind of create wealth out of nothing, sort of. Not uh, it's not it's not nothing. <laughs> well, hey, well, let let's start. Yeah. We haven't done it yet. This is our first, so we're kind of okay. you know we're being very careful about how we do it, and and that's why I'm saying maybe September, maybe October, and mm-hmm. even though most of the coding's already done, you know it's like we're gonna make sure that we have a long announcement period so people can update and everybody's aware of it, and then we're gonna have to communicate the exchanges to kind of you know let them know not to you know do any transactions in that period of time. Um, and so it's just like, uh, you got to do it carefully, but with us, we have a very small community still compared to like Bitcoin or Ethereum. And so most of our community is still pretty active and they know what this means for the project. So with our big hard fork, we're implementing, uh, asset and NFT creation as one of the main functionality upgrades. So on top of it, uh, most of it's nonsense. So we forked originally BitShares, um, an old version of BitShares. Um, at 2.0 and BitShares is going on to 6.0. So we were way behind on some updates. So it's a lot of security improvements, some speed improvements. Um, but there's like auto, there's a lot of interesting new functions in the latest core of uh, BitShares. It's yeah. funny because we so, actually have two Monero devs and two BTS devs that are working on our project. So it's like we got really high end people working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be a good thing for the project. So there's no sense even economically to run the old version that doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Stuff so on. let me let me just do and and I'm probably the worst person to do trans uh, translation here, um, because <laughs> sure? I don't know that much about this stuff. But I know Rob knows a lot. But he may be going past some folks. There's some there's some people who are watching this and participating in this chat that completely get this right. They get this just as well as Rob does, pr- probably better than I do. Um, but what I'm trying to do here, and this is why we got involved, right? We're actually stakeholders in Tusk. Uh, Tusk, obviously, as you can see from right there, sponsors the show. They pay us in Tusk. Every now and then, if I feel like it, I give Babyface P and uh, and Walter. <laughs> yeah, so Walter respect Walter respects it. You know, at least I don't know about Patrick. <laughs> I'm banking it. I'm banking it. Like I said, I'm banking yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it gives us a stake in it. And and what I want to do is keep all the folks who are in the conversation with us now in it, right? So basically, what you were just saying there with the with this fork that you're talking about, Rob, is that Tusk itself came out of a fork of, of another entity, right? Is that what you were saying there? Yes. So there's mm-hmm. only like three to four main code bases that almost every cryptocurrency in the world are based on. Okay. That are slightly, so, so understand that there's not a lot of raw code bases out there. There's just a couple. And then people copy them, improve them, add to them, remove from them. Uh, and, and that's called a fork. Okay, so when you copy someone else's base code, it's called a fork. Um, and, and why people only do that is, is because a lot of the base encryption protocols are pretty rock solid science. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to reinvent the different, you know, uh, SHA-256 and some of those, you know, crypto, you know, the cryptography piece that makes blockchain so secure. You don't need mm-hmm. to make that from you. You just you take other people's stuff. Why mm-hmm. we liked BitShares as our instead of the Bitcoin uh, code base is mm-hmm. we really like the voting aspect 
and the proposal mm -hmm. aspect that we have into our process and our project. Um, and then when we do a fork, all that means is that we're, we're updating our code. That's mm -hmm. all it means. We're copying our old code right. base, improving it, but continuing on with a new direction. Yeah. Because you can't just shut off a blockchain. It mm -hmm. just doesn't work like that. It's not like, like a normal software. I mean, blockchains are just software. And really, the simplest way that I could describe a blockchain, it's a big database that that's spread across independent computers that talk to each other. That's all, mm -hmm. that's all, that's all blockchain is in, mm -hmm. in the simplest form. It's a big database that's kind of slow that's spread across a bunch of computers yeah. that are run by independent people. And because those little computers that run the blockchain are run by independent people, it's more resilient. So if you have okay. one company that runs one big database and someone attacks that one big database, they can take out a whole system. That when you have okay. a decentral, it happens a lot, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But what Did happens you see is the major if you have outage a from last Friday or Thursday, there was a huge outage on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was Cloudflare or AWS. This is what this is what Patrick outage. does. So yeah, he in yeah, terms yeah. of the in terms of uh, um, I guess uh, cloud somehow, engineer, cloud engineer. Yeah, he's a cloud. Nice. He's a cloud engineer. So let me let me okay so so basically my rough translation lots of cool things coming for Tusk in order to do that this fork has to happen you know lots of cool things come on board hence the reason why last week Hen Strange was talking about NFTs and everyone was like what the hell is wrong with you why are you even bringing up NFTs so well, go ahead well, I'll tell you a couple. Oh, sorry, I'll go. give you a couple. I'll give you a couple quick uses why mm -hmm. NFTs are interesting. One, having people create NFTs using the Tusk blockchain. Now, these are in the, these. So I can say that there's going to be some probably in, you know NFT marketplaces. Like think mm -hmm. of eBay for digitally controlled um, and you know products. Mm -hmm. And so, but one of the there's two things that I think are really interesting from the gun angle. But the first thing is that if people start creating NFTs, it adds value to our blockchain, which will instill confidence in gun retailers and improve our liquidity. So there's, there's a practical purpose why I want to do this. Um, but two, the, if you look out there on Instagram, look how much gun art and photography and people posing their guns like they're Playboy bunnies next to the BMW. Like, look at my gun. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that the gun world needs to get the fuck off Instagram and put their put out that that artwork which is what it is and start selling it and presenting it as nfts on the tusk blockchain once that marketplace is up and running okay and i think that will actually create more value for the artist in those space because there's some amazing photography coming out of the gun space but it's basically relegated to instagram and which which instagram protected. which instagram is making money off of it but not necessarily but the people don't. creating it yes right which and is on what's happening that, on facebook and a lot of other places uh, not so and, much and on YouTube, but in a way, YouTube is also doing a very similar thing, right? But that yeah. can go away anytime, and yeah. it probably will. And then okay. the secondary thing is, I think it could be an interesting, safe place to put 3D printed gun files. Okay. How, Stored how so? That could, like you would pay uh, for it using the NFT? Like how how would a uh, how would a file? So so I come, <clears throat> I have caveman brain, where I think in in terms of. File stored on server. I go to the server. I get my file. How do, right. how does blockchain work with that? So typically, when you're dealing with NFT creation, usually you're dealing with two blockchains. Okay. First blockchain handles 
the actual ownership rights and the keys, so to speak. Because all an NFT is is a blockchain token. From the blockchain standpoint, it's just a token. Mm-hmm. Um, and then inside that, that's where the NFT non-fungible comes token. In. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that cool. token will point to a data file that's often on another blockchain. Yeah. Hold on one second. What's so, the question, Walt? We got to let the old dudes when they ask questions, like Walter. We got to let them get it in, so we can non, help out the uh, dinosaurs. NFT non. What is that again? Non fungible. 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 Uh huh. Fungible. It's not uh-huh. money. It's a it's a it's a crypto token, but it's not a money crypto token. It's usually like artwork or a file it's a, or a it's media a space. file. It's a space. It's yeah. a space or a yeah. spot. Yeah. So yeah. Speak, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So it's kind of like a it's uh, kind of like ownership papers, right? It's kind of like a title or a deed to a thing. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of interesting uses that you can do for NFTs. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, like a lot of people are only talking about the artwork piece where people are creating digital art mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. selling those in like eBay kind of marketplaces. Um, but what happens is like the artist can like create a series of like one token, a hundred token or a thousand mm-hmm. tokens and sell those off. But then they're essentially think of digital rights management software. Mm-hmm. Essentially in this case, that's kind mm-hmm. of what it's like is that if you got, there's only a thousand of these that are legitimate. If someone tries to copy it, but you can prove that it's you're the legitimate owner of that. Think of like digital baseball cards. Yeah. Um, right now, um, there's a couple different folks doing, you know, the the pro sports team and doing yeah, like you the know NBA um, stuff, basketball the cards. Videos. Yep. Yeah. So NBA and, top shots. And here's the thing, because I know some folks in the chat that are looking at this are going to be like, because if people, what typically happens with a lot of things, people see what's ever whatever's making the news. So whatever's making the news, if it bleeds, it leads, right? That's uh, that's what everyone's dealing with. So a lot of people, if they hear about NFTs, they're seeing where, oh, this NFT sold for $70 million, or this one was 100,050, you know. The thing here is, is that in our space, in the gun community, outside of those photos and videos that you're talking about, Rob, we also spend a lot of time thinking about like uh, the challenge coins, uh, stickers, <laughs> there's t-shirts and things like that. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we gather and we make, you know, um, that costs money and all that. And, and it has to get shipped and everything. That's money. And when people think like, oh, well, you're just making up something out of nowhere. It's not, that's not necessarily the case, right? No, I mean, ultimately we're not making it up. And mm-hmm. in your, so independent people can release their own artwork or photography or digital designs or mm-hmm. even challenge. I didn't even think of challenge coins. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they could release them digitally. Now, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Can you imagine, like, think of it like if you're, um, I have another idea too, prof- professional shooting competitors issuing their own baseball card type things as mm-hmm. NFTs. That doesn't even exist now in the real mm-hmm. world. And doing that um, to help get their, because because why are we making challenge coins why are we making t-shirts why are we selling stickers why are we trying to get you know like uh what, what is the thing for your keys there's all kinds of stuff that we're trying to do why are we trying to do it we're trying to raise money and one of the things you could do is create these things someone buys it then if they want to they could go make that into a sticker they can go put it on a t-shirt but they know they've supported someone does that make sense or does it make sense? Well, well, think of it like this. What if you, what if like the challenge coins, you go to SHOT Show? Like I've been to SHOT Show. You guys have gone to SHOT Show. Wouldn't it be cool if you meet like a celebrity, like, I don't know, you know, Jerry Mikulik or, you know, a Hank Strange at mm-hmm. SHOT Show. And you could say, look, I really met this guy and I got, look, I got his crypto, you know, I got his challenge coin here and he only issued a thousand of these and I got one of those thousand mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, that would be kind of a nifty, cool thing, even if it doesn't have a lot of monetary value value now five years from now he might 
right? Mm -hmm. And I think, but those are the cool things you can do with NFTs. And you can prove, look, this is, I have this cryptographic hash. It proves the time and date I got it and my ownership rights to mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, you see a lot. Of, I mean, think about like in terms of stolen valor. You're seeing this in mill Twitter. Right? Everybody's always bitching about stolen valor and people fighting about different things. And I'm like, man, you could easily, what if you want to put, I don't know, put your DD2214 on an NFT and prove it's you or something. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of a lot of interesting things you can do with that technology um, that people aren't even doing with right now. And so to me, I'm always thinking, what would be a different, more unique application of these NFTs for our community? But I'm also thinking in terms that Instagram is going to fuck everybody that's on in the gun world at some point. It's just a matter of when. Uh, by the way, I said, I, I think I texted you this earlier about that mm -hmm. article from PayPal, Tank. Mm -hmm. Did you get see that text yes, I sent earlier? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know I if you, it. so. I, I did share it with these guys I, also. I, I, I took action on that, uh, that hint, so. Uh, yes. Yeah, so just understand this is going to happen, and if we don't uh, well, do something now and so, build the infrastructure, we're going to. Right over, this guy right over here has already had it happen. Yeah, him, I've so. already been banned by PayPal because <laughs> I'm a gun guy. And yep. I didn't buy a gun or anything like that with PayPal. It was just a company that makes holsters that supports us wanted to pay us through PayPal, and they immediately banned me for life. And then did the same thing to Lola. Um, and then here's the article we're talking about, just so we can give people some context. Because there, there are people out there, even in our chat, who are like, why does this matter? I don't care. I'm a caveman. I live in a cave. None of this is going to affect me. Um, so this is PayPal um, to research transactions that fund hate groups okay um so uh london reuters paypal holdings inc is partnering with non-profit organization the anti-defamation league adl to investigate how extremists and hate movements in the united states take advantage of financial platforms to fund their criminal activities the initiative will be led through adl center on extremism and will focus on uncovering oh. and disrupting the financial flows supporting white supremacists and anti-government organizations look this goes on and on you can look this up and read it it's important because these guys are already implementing implementing ways of stopping people we're not we're not um you know we're not a hate group but we could get lumped into that category we already are lumped into well, that category and people are attempting to shut us down all you have to do is disagree with somebody about whatever, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're a hate hater. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you can't have a conversation with somebody anymore. Well, well, think about what's interesting and scary about that article is that they're going to be working with the ADL to automate basically blacklists. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what they kind of implied in there. Yeah, that won't How go hard wrong. Is it to get <laughs> now, like, I'm not a fan of the ADL in general, nope. but... How hard is it to get on their their watch list or their list, right? You just mm -hmm. have to be like an Eamon Bundy or someone or mm -hmm. just be outspoken and you're on yeah. their list. Now it's like a no-fly list. You don't even have control. You don't even know you're necessarily on there. There's no appeal. You can never mm -hmm. get off. And now they're going to be just using that automated – you just automatically wipe you out. And if you don't have plan B, it's going to happen to you. And I just think that – like we're trying to do with Tusk. And, and look, I don't even care if it's Tusk. If we're not the one that everybody adopts, fine. We did our best to try. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, if the 2A community of conservatives and patriots don't start adopting Mines and Odyssey and Tusk and other crypto blockchain-based systems, they're going to be host. It's just a matter of when. Iraq Vet just lost his Facebook page with almost like a million followers on it. Worked on it for like 10 years. Just got it. Just lost it. No when appeal. When was this? Today? couple weeks ago oh okay 
Oh yes, you know I remember that. Yes, I remember him saying that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it, he's, it's just if a, he's gotten it back it, or not. He won't get it back. Yeah. He said okay. it's he's forever banned. And so it's like mm. it's just a matter of time. And it's funny because he's pretty even even keeled, I think, among mm. a lot of people that like give a political opinions. And so ultimately, if we don't adopt this stuff or people don't start taking this seriously, you're gonna lose you're gonna lose. Yeah. And he they're could, gonna he, just it's they're possible just gonna he just, could get it back. There are people out there who are helping. I know when I lost my page, there were people, there, there were some folks out there that helped us get it back. Eventually, people are not going to, and there are people who have not gotten pages back, and eventually this is going to happen. Um, it's it's going to be more frequent. Let me get to, Jerry Parker is asking an a important question here. Question. He says, how can I get some Tusk? That's from Jerry Parker. Uh, the, so. the best way I would say right now is just go to probit.com uh, or bololex.com. But if you go to our website, Toss.network, there's a list of exchanges you can buy it on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard right now. Um, over the next couple months, there's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot easier to get Tusk and set up accounts. We're revamping everything mm-hmm. like from top to bottom. We're we're becoming a new boy. So understand mm-hmm. it's early that so we're 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 fixing the house. It just it's a lot of work, takes time. But mm-hmm. um, right now just go to Toss.network and and there's a list there on where okay. you can buy it. Okay. Um you know, the, and there's specific instructions if at uh, Tusk Network if they want to sign up for a wallet there, right? Yeah, that's on mm-hmm. the there's under the community section. There's several mm-hmm. PDFs on that. Yeah, and if and Walter can do it, anyone could do it, and Walter did it. So, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a we're uh, it's gonna be really cool because once the new wallets come out, um, where it's all gonna be wizard driven. So mm-hmm. proposal making be wizard driven, account creation will be wizard driven, and I can tell you we should be on an American exchange by I would say by Christmas, but maybe much earlier. We're working on something right now, so mm-hmm. you'll be able to buy it with a credit card right on an American exchange. So yeah. we're ho- we're pushing for that. It's just it takes time. And in yeah. fact, I'm have a meeting on Thursday with the vice president of a major global exchange, and I think we might have an interesting shot there too. So okay, we're working cool. on it, but it just yeah. it just takes time. Cool. Let me time. get this up here. I know I've missed some super chats. I've been putting them up in the screen. We're having, I think, a very good conversation. I would encourage everyone to smash the thumbs ups. This is from Crypto Vital. I'll put it up here. Money, 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 money. Money. If anyone wants me to go back to theirs, I will. Um, so Crypto Vital says, when you're going to set up an ERC-20 and a, a Bitcoin wallet, Hank, we all need to slowly get away from the paper system um, that has enslaved us. So good question, and I want to tag on to this for everyone to think about because I know that there's lots of comments um, here saying like this is this is you know people try to make something from nothing, you know lots of people get ripped off in these kinds of things, and you know there's lots of people who are very skeptical about this because they think it's some kind of get rich quick scheme or somehow they're going to be ripped off. I, I can address mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. um, if you want. So, so I was talking, I was interviewed today for the reload that'll be coming out soon. Um, Mm -hmm. so this is what I, he, he asked me some of these similar questions. So I said, Mm -hmm. if you look at the get rich quick scheme pump and dumps, they are, there's a couple things that's very different about them. Mm -hmm. One, they're anonymously put out there. Like it's some, you know, random cartoon head and you don't know who it is or where they are and they're pushing it. They're the ones that promoted it. Um, we're out there in docs. You know who I am. Rob mm-hmm. McNeely. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm not hard to find. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, scams typically have a short life cycle, six months at the most. 
We've been around working on Tusk now for three and a half years. And you can go look and see we've been out here doing this and talking about this for years now. Mm -hmm. And most scams are really short-lived. They don't last very long. Mm -hmm. um, and three, most scams or pump and dumps, if you look at how they're promoted, the, the promoters of them only talk about the price, Lamborghinis, when you're going to get rich, the, when, how much you went up in the last day, that kind of hype in marketing. Mm -hmm. We have never done anything like that. In fact, we don't allow that in our groups because our focus is not the investment angles of crypto. Our focus has always been trying to solve a problem. So there are definitely characteristics by which you can look at something and see if it's a scam or not. But those are kind of what we see are the telltale characteristics of scams and pump and dumps. Yeah. So and I'm going to come back to uh, to uh, Crypto Vital specific question. So the counter that Kathleen Musicover says digital digital money is enslavement. You got it backwards. So what would you say to the folks out there that think like this is the wrong thing and this is a bad direction for people to go in that, you know, the, the, the almighty dollar or just having bullets and guns and everything? Um, is the solution like some of that conversation was going on in the background I'm not knocking anyone for it I have lots of bullets and guns <laughs> well understand I also put a prepping con conference together you mm -hmm. know on a regular basis so I understand the mark of the beast and Old Testament kind of references to 666 and all that kind of stuff um, I would have to say is that technology is a tool that can be used for good or evil and I think one of the things is who's issuing it is part of it, right? Mm -hmm. If the federal government's issuing currency, I think that's far more inherently has strings attached than something that we issue. Mm -hmm. um, but two, the di big difference is, is that we're open source software. So you can go look exactly and see what exactly the rules are mm -hmm. about, you know, what our code is. There's no, there's no scams in there. Mm -hmm. You can go read the code and, and understand what the rules are at any time. It's publicly viewable. Um, but I think also, I don't, I'm not an all in kind of guy on any one thing. I also invest in other cryptos, but I also invest in precious metals. I also invest in brass and lead. I also invest in training and skills and things like that. I also invest in networking and making connections. So I'm very, uh, I like to hedge across every asset class that's possible. I don't just say put it all into crypto and that's not what I do personally. And I don't recommend that for anybody because I don't think it's good prepping kind of mm -hmm. thing like like i was at the freedom fest in rapid city and they had a lot of gold guys and then you had a lot of bitcoin maximalists that were arguing how you know bitcoin's better than gold and i'm like that's the wrong argument mm -hmm. bitcoin and yeah why gold can't you do why can't you do a little bit of everything however you want to spread it out right and, and, and that's how and, and i try to be moderate on that because that's to me it's like you just don't know like obviously if you know as what's his face was saying if the you know yellowstone blows up we got different problems yeah. than if the mm -hmm. dollar loses 70 percent of its value <laughs> yeah. in a year right those are different <laughs> problems but you should probably prepare for both the best you yeah. can yeah, kind if, of you, thing. If, you, yeah. If, you, if you have to go live in the woods you better know what you're doing when you go out and live in the woods because not, you're not going to have your computer with you when you're out in the woods and there's right. no power. So, but, but also let's consider but, let's consider this. Do you have any idea what the government <clears throat> is doing? Because if you think you have money because you've got actual cash dollars or change fiat or whatever, is, fiat is yeah, BS. Yeah, if you think you've got something because of that, you don't. You actually don't, and you're not fiat, in control of that fiat either. Is nothing. Yeah, who's the the government is in control of that? Is the government telling you how much money it's printing? Is it telling you how much money it's spending? Can you go somewhere and figure any of that out? Nope. 
nope. can you go cash your dollar, your paper money in for something? Yeah, you don't have anything. So I'm not saying like I'm. I don't care about my, my money. I have more money, um, like actual, you know, dollars and cents money than I do than I do Tusk, of course. But I probably have more guns and ammo than I do actual money. <laughs> but I think there, so, there's different yeah. problems there, right? And I think right. you should prepare for everything. You know, I said this to – so I was on this bus at Freedom Fest. And by the way, Freedom Fest was a lot of fun. But there's mm. definitely some people that are really out there and really scared. And this lady was talking <laughs> oh, about we're freedom, all going to die something from called Freedom Fest? I doubt it. That's, not, that's impossible. <laughs> and this is my advice to her, right? Mm. It's, she's like, what about EMP? We're all going to die. I'm like – EMP is probably the most traumatic next to a volcano exploding, which would be very mm. similar to an EMP and impact. But I said an EMP is the least likely threat to happen. But I think here's the thing. If you if I said to most Americans, lose 40 pounds and get out of debt, that would solve most people's problems. How dare <laughs> you lose sir. 40 pounds, and get, <laughs> lose 40 savage. pounds and get out of debt. <laughs> and, and that'll take care of most people's major pressing issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that like I'm working on my 40 pounds, too. Um, mm-hmm. But I think. Ultimately, crypto is one tool in the toolbox. It's not the only tool. And people right. that think crypto is the only tool are just like the same guys that, you know, go and buy, you know, $10,000 worth of guns and they're like, you know, weigh 400 pounds. Okay. I'm glad you got all those guns and someone else will use them and put them to good work when shit hits the fan. But you should probably be working on that 400 pounds. That'll actually it'd be better to like lose the four, like 300 of those pounds or, you know, and then. Have oh, well, one you're going to be dead if you, if you go from 400 to 300. But yeah, I'm with you. Listen, and but, also there's something to be said that all the skinny people are dying first in the. Uh, in, in the zombie apocalypse, you know, at least <laughs> this is true. if you got some fat, you got some kind of stored energy. Do we have do do most of us and me included have too much stored energy? For sure. <laughs> For sure. That's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a, a, your, your, your tactical fat. Your tactical uh, yeah, fat. Yeah, tactical yeah. fat. So listen to Crypto Vitals question about um, he says, when are you going to set up your ERC 20 and, B- and Bitcoin wallet, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, this is why I'm getting into this stuff and doing all of this. I think I have Coinbase, right? That's kind of like a wallet thing, right? No, no, uh, that's go use, Co- Coinbase. Coinbase get, is for trading stuff, right? For things Coinbase going in and exchange. Out. Yeah. Exchange. Take a look at, take a look at trust wallet, download trust wallet? and it does okay. both. It does download the trust wallet app that does okay. both. Uh, but I think okay. in one, so you trust start getting wallet, one, trust wallet app. Okay. Yeah. I'm trust learning something. Okay. Okay. And that's a software wallet, but then I always recommend that, you know, put stuff on a hardware wallet. So if you're doing Bitcoin and mm-hmm. Ethereum, you know, ERC-20 stuff, you're going to want to put those in a cold wallet. But we can have another conversation about that offline because that's a little more complicated. But Okay, um, so I'm it's throwing always, these up here on the screen. Which one is Trust Wallet? This Trust thing? The second here? one. The second one? Okay, yeah. so that's the, the one, Trust that Wallet. That one right okay. there. Okay, there you that, go. That's, All right. a good, that's a good app. Okay, I'm making a I'm making a copy a photo. That's how that's how old people like me remind themselves of stuff. I make a photo of it, and when I forget, whatever. Uh, don't worry about that. It's just a just just a tip for old folks. Um, so let's see. Were there any other questions? I don't know if you're seeing any Rob or Patrick or Walter that I'm missing, or if Walter has any or Patrick still has some. Um, uh, I've decided to hold for now. Oh. I would like to spend some of my my uh, my cuts <laughs> yeah, millions. That's but what I'm uh, expecting I'm you to ask Rob how to. Okay, I'll I'll ask it then. So what if someone? How do we spend our money? How yeah, do we spend yeah, our yeah, tusk yeah. dollars? 
<laughs> we're working on that. So um, okay. some people so, want to make it rain, Rob. <laughs> some people are newly millionaire. Not, oh, let me see. How can I point to Patrick? New, newly Tuscanaires. Yeah, and they want to make it rain. <laughs> okay, so how much? Where are we spending our time? So we haven't been spending a lot of time on outboarded retailers yet because we want to wait a little bit until we get through the hard fork and improve the wallet, so it'll be a lot easier for them to use. That mm-hmm. being said. There's going to be a couple things coming out. So there's going to be some 80% lowers that are special edition for Tusk that you can only buy with Tusk. That's going to be coming out very soon. In fact, I got a test. I just got a text about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be one place. If you go to citizenarmor.com, I think you have to give them a ring, but they will accept. So if you want body armor, you can buy body armor with Tusk right now. Oh, right now. Um, okay. And upstate mm-hmm. New York, East Side Traders, they also accept Tusks. So give them a ring up in upstate New York. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And we got a few others that we're talking to. So I can tell you, we're also going to, we're also talking to a few charities and stuff. Um, uh, we're in talks like GOA, some of these guys where we can actually give donations in Tusks. So we're working on a few different things, but we're kind of really kind of grinding right now on getting like all the tech stuff upgraded because mm-hmm. honestly, Setting up a wallet sucks right now. It's just harder, and we're going to make it a lot easier. So instead of, like, driving a lot of people to that right now, we're like, let's just wait a few months, and, you know, we're, while we're making things really pretty and cleaning house. Um, you can, oh, by the way, you can buy domain names right now at epic.com. With Tusk right now? With, hmm. with Tusk. Oh, okay. Epic with a K, oh, epic.com. Epic, So okay. and they are a two-way, and they are a number – they are First Amendment, Second Amendment, Safe Harbor – so do your hosting there, move your Amazon Web stuff over there. They got a Cloudflare. Um, they're doing a lot of fun stuff right now. They just bought a crypto exchange. That's what I was saying is they're bringing, they've kind of adopted Tusk. So mm-hmm. um, we're working closely with their team now, but they, we are in their master bucks program. So, and mm-hmm. we're going to be integrated on their new Amplify exchange. And so it's all admin stuff right now with that. So um, take a look at epic.com. So we're working on lots of different things. I also know that, um, if you, uh, you know, ex Humbris, there's a few different places we're going to be getting Tusk discounts uh, as well. And we're working on a list of retailers that'll give us a discount if people pay with Tusk. So we're working on it. It's just there's not a whole lot of us out here doing this. So it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got a bunch of other fun stuff we're going to work on. So it's like we're, I mean, we all have day jobs too. So it's like literally last week I took off all of last week just to go like to do Freedom Fest and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was on stage talking about Tusk and stuff. And but ultimately, it's just, you know, this is a multi-year process. This is not like something you just launch a coin and you're rich overnight. I mean, it's going to take years to get the adoption that we need to do. Mm-hmm. But my, I can tell you. I was sorry. just going to say, my favorite story here is back uh, when I was working at my first company out of college. It was 2012, 2013. And uh, Bitcoin made its first jump from like 70 bucks a coin to like $300 a coin. And I was like, first off, I was only making like 18 grand a year. So I didn't have any spare money. Um, but I remember looking at it and going like, I'm not spending. I am not wasting my hard earned dollars on something that's, you know, super volatile. I'm going to lose all my money. It's a terrible investment. $300 a coin. And now it's, you know, 10x that. But it's over time uh, now, right? That's over yeah, time. Yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's that's what, exactly what I'm saying. Is yeah. That was over the last 12 mm-hmm. years. That was 12 years ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, not I- eight years ago, 10 years ago. Crypto Vital made this. I'm sorry. Let me just get this in. Crypto Vital says, see the cash inflation around the world? Question mark. I haven't lost a dime since 2017. Invest in a reputable project and companies. And there's lots of things like that, that if you were looking at um, if you were looking at Tesla, you know, Tesla's been around for like 10 years, right? 
if you were looking at Tesla a long time ago, if you were looking at Apple or a whole bunch of different companies, you know, you, you'd be thinking the same thing. So, and of course the world could end and everything could be worth nothing. But, but again, we should be, I do, I do agree. We, uh, I do feel that we should be telling people this is a money currency. This is, you're supposed to be seeing it. You're not supposed to be seeing this as a, I'm going to be a Bitcoin billionaire, you know, in, in 10 years. It's, it's supposed to be a cash alternative, right? It's supposed to be a currency. I, Mm-hmm. I, I like to say that, and, I, and I, I'm not anti-Bitcoin, I love Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is my 401k or part of my mm-hmm. investment long-term retirement. And we're trying to, instead of creating digital gold like Bitcoin, we're trying to create another form of digital Venmo, mm-hmm. right? And, and we did things differently. Like technologically, we're really fast and we're really cheap to transact on. It's, it's green energy for people who care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs specialized, expensive hardware to operate and run it. We designed something that would be spent. Um, now, do I think it'll go up in value? Who knows? If we're successful, probably. But that's not why I'm here. Like, my focus mm-hmm. is solving this problem, this pressing issue, facing an industry that I believe is facing an existential crisis mm-hmm. with payments. It's just a matter of time. They've already proven to us what they're willing mm-hmm. to do. And they've already stated what they want to do. And they're going to do it. And so right now we have a, the question think, is a what people window. are going to do to react to that. So let me ask Walter Patrick this question and I'll ask the folks in the chat. I'll start with Walter. Um, a lot of people, Walter, whenever we have this discussion, say, look, I could just go to my gun store and buy stuff. OK, you're a manufacturer and you also you're you're genuinely a gun guy. You buy lots of things, but you buy gun stuff. Do you think it's necessary to buy things online? Because people are saying, well, I won't need to to buy anything online i could just go into a store and do you think they'll even try to stop you from going into a store and buy things what's your what's your read on this when when you say stop you from who's going to stop you from going into a store well so the, okay the first place do you think people physically stop, stop you, from, you from going into no, a store no no not physically stop you but if the store can't do transactions you can't pay with your credit card you could probably pay with cash have to pay with cash yeah we have to move back to cash society yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't see where. I mean, I see new credit card type people popping up on a regular basis that are firearms related. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll completely go away. There'll be, there'll be a lot smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you pay for a lot of your stuff when you go out? Do you take out a big wad of cash? Or no, 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 not not necessarily. You know, everybody mm-hmm. uses debit cards and credit mm-hmm. cards and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just the way it is. It's convenient, so to speak. Right. Um, and so, okay. So, and and what I mean by stopping, so easily online, they, they can go after transactions. And I think people can accept that. But people think they can't tr- stop transactions. Um, the store itself, they could stop it at the store. Oh, yeah, you know? they can do that. I mean, they've yeah. been doing that for a long time. This is nothing new. I've told you that before. I mean, mm-hmm. there's always been credit card companies that don't want to have anything to do with gun stuff. And that's yeah. nothing new. I mean, I, I encountered that 20 years ago. So, um, but now okay. it's turned it, it's not because the guns are a risk. Now it's a political thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about yep. this tribal thing. It's got nothing to do with reliability. It's mm-hmm. got nothing to do. It's just, it's, it's politics. And these people that want to think that they're going to change the world because they're going to, they, but you remember the world is cyclic. Remember there's, mm-hmm. like I always mm-hmm. tell you, watch the cycles. Mm-hmm. Everything goes in cycles. So, you know. I don't know what this cycle is going to end at, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's going to get challenging. Going to get more challenging. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, well, I, you got to ha- you got to have options. That's what I say. Don't 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 put all your eggs in one basket, as they say. You know, mm-hmm. 
you know, have different ways to do things. And, well, okay. I would contend, like, I get that that question's come up before about, mm-hmm. like, why would I buy anything? I'll just buy cash to look gun store. I'm like, that's fine. You're not the customer, right? And and if you look at, you know, mo- most guns are bought on a debit card or, or a credit card now. Mm-hmm. And you also got to look at it. We're talking about e-commerce. And, and, and I would say that much of gun sales, but not only gun sales, but accessories are all done online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and, Rem- remotely. And, 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 mm-hmm. It's yeah. all done, and there's lots of li- – and the thing is, this is a good thing. You've got lots of small mom-and-pop you know, retailers. You've got lots of small mom-and-pop manufacturers just making one or two components. Or maybe mm-hmm. they have ten components. Like, So let's just say you're like um, – you, you don't have the distribution. Getting distribution in like retail – you know, firearms market. There's, you know, in the in the retail firearms market, there's, you know, there's about a dozen big manufacturers, like re- distributors that control the market in the United States, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get into those. And then, you, and then you have to do the manufacturing stocking orders, and it's really hard for a small mom and pop to even make enough to like fund that. Like, but they can say they can do one offs and make one component or two components or even small parts and sell them directly. And so there's that e-commerce thing, and that's just people who say I can just walk into gun store what I want. I'm like. One, lots of gun stores aren't going to have all these little unique little parts and accessories. Yeah. Your gun store is not carrying polymer 80s that often. <laughs> no, I know, I know right. there are. There are gun stores that have it, but yeah. that's not common. 99% but, of everything we sell is all sold uh, through the Internet, online. that kind of thing. So Right. And yeah. so people who say that are like, I, I, inv- I imagine a guy with a 1911 who says that. <laughs> Who also doesn't, and he's the same guy that doesn't have a checking account, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, cashes his paychecks at the at the liquor store. <laughs> okay, there's those people out there. Okay, fine. There's prob they're probably not the customer, and they probably don't make up a significant part of the gun buying public either. But that's not the problem we're trying to solve. Okay, because the, with the industry so competitive now, is that you got to do online sales. I mean, pretty much if you want to make it in the gun world, you are doing online transactions. Mm-hmm. And right. we're trying to solve that piece first because that's the part that has the most problem right now with payments. Yeah. Um, so, Patrick, did you want to answer that question, or you? Uh, is what was it the question? Ne- I, missed, I, missed I was the asking question. Walter if he thinks it'll be necessary to buy stuff, and then I was going to ask you if you think it's going to be necessary to like, because if you're saying, "Hey, I don't really need to buy anything online. I could just go to buy." No, no, stuff I'm an online sales. shopper. I'm 100 okay. percent an online shopper. Oh I yeah, do more I mean, online shopping than I do in-person shopping any longer. Okay, I mean, go ahead. I, mean, uh, I, I can't. I can't remember a lot. Aside from like a gun show, but I can't mm-hmm. remember the last time I've been in a gun shop. And, and I'll go to a gun me. shop if we're working on a project, and the part we lose it or something like that, and I got to get it now. I did go part buy a box of ammo at a local gun shop a year or so ago, but yeah, it, yeah, that, I, that, that was, yeah. Part of my problem, and the reason I don't shop at local gun stores any longer, is the stuff that I buy isn't carried at local gun stores mm-hmm. i don't yeah, i don't right. get things that are typically carried there so yeah i have to shop online and you know most of my shopping i don't even i don't know um tusk may be the solution to it in the future it's not there yet but um mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm the target audience for it i when it comes to firearms mm-hmm. things i haven't bought new in a long time i don't i don't typically i'm not typically the new purchaser I typically wait around for somebody to go, ah, I don't want this anymore. And then I, I cash in on that. Uh, mm-hmm. But in time, like I've been buying a bunch from uh, secondary markets. And in time, it might be easier to shop with somebody on a secondary market. Because uh, right now, right now, the, the only way you can trust somebody is 
like if you're buying the things that are sitting in front of me that I'm waiting to use to do for show and tell, um, when you're buying things like that, uh, you have to, most people tell you, listen, you pay me through PayPal, Venmo, blah, 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 and do not put any comment in there about anything. Because if you put a <laughs> single comment on, oh, this is firearms this was, Yeah, this was for my, my Glock 19. Yeah, so everybody Bo-bo. knows now, like if you're buying and selling even non, like flashlights sometimes, they'll get you pinged. No comments, no nothing. Here's my address. Send me whatever. That's it. Um, but no, maybe maybe in the future Tusk will be you know a solution for that where we don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about my account being shut down because I decided to purchase a laser. Yes, we, we're going to get to show and tell. We're going to let, let you show, show your awesome show. night vision stuff. Let me just get this question from uh, DRB166. He says, if I remember correctly from the first time Tusk was mentioned on this show, Tusk is not an investment coin. It's intended for purchases only. The value is stable. Is that correct? That's that's why I mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Rob? Mm-hmm. No, um, the value is not stable from the standpoint that we're not a stable coin or artificially pegged to some other currency. Um, mm-hmm. And so the volatility thing is there, but that's the same thing that every crypto has. But we believe that over time, uh, that value is going to stabilize on its own once it gets more widely used. And that's just that's just how mm-hmm. that goes. It's a growth process. I mean, it just mm-hmm. really is. Um, if you look at even like fiat currencies, you know that some fiat currencies are more volatile than the dollar because the dollar mm-hmm. is the most stable fiat currency. Um, but there's a couple of reasons why we don't we're not a stable coin. We could have built a stable coin. Um, but the main thing is when you build a stable coin pegged to something else and try to peg that value, you're now lave to whatever that value is so if you so for instance if you're pegged to the u.s dollar and the dollar hyperinflates, well that's not good for your crypto is it and and so and we believe that the market should determine the value and ultimately it will and we think that's the safest way and on top of the technologically artificial pegs like stable coins there's a lot of technological problems with those on top of that there's a lot of legal ones and so we felt that it just was better to let the market determine the value uh, and we're going to work really hard to get it so people are using it. And that'll make that value easier. But in the meantime, you can conduct business with Tusk. And if you don't want to hold it, you can swap into another coin that is a stable coin. We have trading pairs of stable coins or just cash out. And you don't have to sit there. I mean, it's not going to change dramatically in like 10 seconds. And you can instantly swap out of it. So it's like the that, the volatility thing is kind of like a false argument in a lot of ways. Um but I think over time, I mean, it's just like we're early right now. We're a young project uh, in the grand scheme of things. We're so we're building something that's going to be here in 50 years, 100 years. That's the focus is that how do you build something from scratch that's decentralized and protects people long term? Um, and it takes a lot and it takes time. And you got to do a lot of education and a lot of handholding and a lot of phone calls and things like that. And we're doing that work. It just is, is you know, I'm not making excuses. Just we know that this is a long term process. But. On the other end of it, what else do the 2A community got? If they lose their processing, they lose their payment processing, they got nothing else right now. They really don't. Attaching, uh, creating a crypto based on a fiat seems just completely stupid to me. Like <laughs> the, yeah. the point of moving into crypto is for me is to get away from a government run fiat. So. Yeah. Uh, so so DRB166 wants to know, is Tusk still for purchases with a fixed value or is it becoming an investment? We're not. I don't think we're like we're talking about we, it from, from my point of view. I'm talking say. about it here so that we, people we find the, out about it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. We sorry. aren't the ones to decide. You, you mm-hmm. know, the, the person who creates it doesn't 
once it's out there in the world, you you can say this is what my intentions were, but you mm-hmm. lose it's no longer your child. It is out there in the world for the world to decide what it's what's going to happen to it. Yeah, and um, from 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 the point of view of us having a relationship with Tusk, right? Um, and and Rob is connected to Tusk. You're the founder, right? Or one of the founders. One of the one of them. Yeah. So our point here is Tusk. We're paid in Tusk, and you know to sponsor the show. And if I wanted to, I could cash that out and use that to pay bills. You know, or hold it, or do whatever I want to with it. But the point is to is for us to have these kinds of conversations and get people thinking about it, and and uh, promote it, and get people in the industry to think about it. So at the end, when all of this comes crashing down, or when when this happens, we have uh, some kind of solution already in the works, and you would have already heard of it, even if you wait up until that point to get into it. You can go, okay, I need 500 bucks to buy something. I'm going to go buy Tusk and then go to this place and pay for that thing. Um, you, you can correct me on that, Rob, if I'm, if I'm off. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, ultimately, and how it works with transactions is that because the market does fluctuate, when you're going, if you're on an e-commerce shopping cart and you're checking out, what mm. it does is say something costs 100 bucks it'll automatically go and look at what the current spot price of Tusk is and translate that $100 into a number of Tusk. And that's done on the fly. And that's how mm-hmm. the current transactions are done with payment gateways. But I can tell you, we're up, I'm just looking at, you know, Coin Paprika, we're up 463% in a year in value. Take that for what you're worth. That's where mm-hmm. we've done that in a year. Um, and that's probably I know from market- people out there getting involved, right? People finding out about yeah. it and going, hey, I'm going to, you know, get into some of this and start looking at this and thinking about this stuff. Oh, I did need to goal. ask. Um, mm-hmm. For somebody uh, in the early days of Bitcoin, uh, mining was a huge thing. I know it, it's still a thing, but you have to have huge infrastructure these days. Is there any uh, equivalent on the Tusk side? Of course. Um, so, but our process is a little different. We call our miners block producers. Uh, we have only 21 of them. And then we have that are active block producers making blocks and getting paid. And then we have 79 backup uh, at any given time. So if one of those 21 goes down, then another one will fill its spot. Those positions are elected. So okay. in our blockchain, everything's done via voting. And so it's kind of competitive. Uh, and why we only have 21 with the backups and the reason it's done that way is for the scalability. So, mm-hmm. you know, our average confirmation times on average 2.6 seconds. So we're as fast, we're as fast, it's instantaneous to do transactions mm-hmm. on our blockchain compared to a lot of blockchains that can is take that, hours. For Is that where it's hosted? I know someone asked earlier where Tusk is actually hosted. Is it it's all, all over the world? It's on the blockchain. The, I think the block right. the block producer nodes are the hosts and they're hosted all over the world. I know there's one of our block producers in Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam. Okay. I, I don't know. Ho Chi Minh. So they're Ba-boom. so we awesome. so literally you have blockchain. You literally have nodes all over the world. So that's part of the decentralization aspect. And, and some people run them on their own home machines if they have a good uptime connection. Some people run them on Amazon Web Servers. Some people have run them at a server farm. 
just depends on in where that is. But with our blockchain, it's very competitive. And typically the people that are getting ele elected into the block producer positions are people that are known to the community because they're active. They've been around, they talk, they do different things for the community. Um, I run a note. I, that's one of the ways that I get paid for spending so much time on this is I run a block producer node myself. Um, and then if you go to my block producer website, it says I, this node is run by Rob and he does this for the blockchain. You should vote him, support him this way. And that's kind of how it's done with our blockchain. It's very democratic, essentially. Um, and people that don't pull their weight get booted out. People that are not active in the community get, you know, it shuffles around, I guess, is the thing, is that people get voted in and voter out. I wish we could do that with politicians. <laughs> as easily so uh, they can come up for a vote every 10 minutes so every 10 minutes there's an interval period that you can vote and rechange shuffle your votes around if you wanted to you could knock a block producer out every 10 minutes okay um, all right they're not performing. how many votes does it take to get to that point how hard is it to get somebody knocked out now, Honestly, now Babyface is thinking about making power moves. Yeah, no, I want to be no. on this. Of course I I will tell you that most of the block producers are people that are, there's devs that are, some of the devs are block producers. And so um, it's competitive. And I tell you this because, you know, I have a lot of tasks. So I have a lot of votes. And I tell people like this, I will always vote in the best interest of the blockchain. Even though I have friends that are block producers, for instance, if a big player came in and wanted to do a branded block producer, let's just say a big company was going to start accepting Tusk. And I can tell you, we're talking to several of them. So this may be a scenario that happens soon. Mm -hmm. um, so if a big company decided to accept Tusk and work with us, part of that deal might be is because I believe that would be good for the Tusk blockchain, that I probably would have to vote somebody out to put them in that position. And I would do that. Um, and with if my they votes. don't, I don't have an, I, if they don't, I don't perform, have the same could happen to them, right? If they yeah, come I, on I board but like, don't do anything. I personally don't have enough votes to, you know, I could, I don't have enough votes to make it happen anyway. I'm just saying it's how I personally vote on things. That's how I vote. I'm always going to vote in the best interest of the project ahead of personal loyalties because my focus is, is making the project successful. Um, we are talking to several big companies in the, in the two A space. And one of the things that we're doing about how do we get adoption of crypto is that we want to get it. So we're looking at maybe trying to position Tusk as an airline miles coin in the beginning, kind of like Brave Browser and BAT tokens. The idea is that maybe you go buy something uh, on a, you know, an e-commerce website, a big two-way gun store, and they, you might maybe you buy with a credit card, normal like normal, but maybe they give you cash back in Tusk or put, you know, fund your account with you know a percentage of Tusk. So one of those things would be like, well, maybe they could put up a block producer that supports the network, but then they can earn the Tusk to help you know offset the cost of that program mm -hmm. so that's some of the things that we've been talking about by how we could get adoption early on that way people you know over time they buy a lot of things from that company maybe a year later they got four or five hundred dollars accumulated in that account now they can buy on a year or two later or what have you but it mm -hmm. gets tusk in the hands of people without them having to go through the hassles of buying it in the beginning yeah that makes sense all right listen time we have left we gotta let babyface get into his uh, night vision stuff. I don't know if Rob, are you, do, you, do you have night vision? Are you into this already? Babyface is going to mm. give the a class right now. Not on just night. Night, no, not just night vision. I picked up a whole bunch of expensive things that I'm showing off. Oh, well, okay. Let's. I'm, I, I, <laughs> got a, I got a PV, <laughs> yeah, go I got a PVS. Yeah, I got a PVS 14 on my team. Wendy, does that count? That's exactly what I have. So there you go. Okay. 
Let's do it. Um, uh, so I <laughs> picked up, yeah, uh, for, for anybody that hasn't looked on Instagram, I picked, uh, I recently finally got my hands on a, uh, I'm waiting for it to no, focus there. Focus. Yeah. There you go. This is a dual mag clamp for the MP5. These things mm-hmm. are nowadays are unobtainium. They probably used to cost, it's just stamped sheet steel. Probably used to cost nothing. Nowadays they are highly collectible, but I finally got my hands on one so I can keep one. Just for the just for the MP5 collection. Okay. Uh, we also picked up, if you haven't seen yet, let me make sure that I cover any important details so nobody can see where it came from, and I have no no idea where this came from. Oh come on. Baby focus. Autofocus. There you go, boom. Uh, this is a full power D ball I2. Um, picked nice. up on the again on the secondary market, and this thing will. If you want to see what this thing will do, go check my Instagram out. Uh, it will burn your retinas right straight out of your head. It's very impressive. Um, and then, last thing, if you haven't done it yet, you guys should go and find some nice headphones. These are Swordens that I just picked up. We're Let just getting a lot of flexing you. right now. I, I am. I'm flexing. Let me tell you. Okay. Uh, again, this is all used. I don't buy anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, I will never go back to uh, after putting these on. I won't go back to uh, uh, the, the walkers. Oh, at least oh. not without the gel cups. The gel cups are a must. Oh, so now your ears have been spoiled. I guess. His oh, ears have you been wait till you try it. Wait till you try okay. it. You will understand what I'm saying. They are the sound Dude. quality. It sounds like superhuman hearing. Okay. Do you Question. have a PTT yet for that? No, no. So this one is a uh, this one is not a comms unit. This one just has the plug in the back for like an audio jack. So I, I I've not gotten to that. I also for anybody curious, uh, I do have one of these. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, so eventually I will try hooking these together. I just haven't quite got there yet. OK. All right. So the. There's a great push to talk. Uh, I bought it recently. Disco 32. It's a vet owned company. They make really cool antennas. Disco 32. Um, and I got a push to talk and a uh, flexible antenna. You can like weave it through mm-hmm. your Molly gear and stuff. And I am super impressed with the quality. Uh, so check do out. You have your, I don't have do any you, affiliates. They don't even accept Tusk, but I like their stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have your ham license? I'm guessing you do. Maybe. Yeah. It's not important yeah. in, a, in a crisis. Yeah, exactly. no, absolutely, it's not important. When, in a survival when mode, it's not important. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody KD. checking your license yeah. in a survival. Yeah, what's your call sign, Rob? I can see you want to <laughs> tell everyone. KD zero M- KD zero MGX. There you go. So for any of the folks out there, you can start uh, calling Rob right now. I guess I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> I'm not answering so you right now. Receiving. Yeah, you got to be receiving to. Get yeah. It. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I like buying good equipment and best I can uh, afford to uh, in general. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I, I'm I don't have my uh, I don't have an illuminator or my designator yet, and the one I want I can't afford. My mama, you know, sugar mom won't let me buy the mall. I really want a mall. <laughs> I can't so afford a mall. I, uh, again, to cover to make sure nothing is seen. I have no idea where this came from. This was gray market. Uh, 1200 bucks, full power. And let me tell you, when I say full power, uh, it's the, um, I think it's up there with the Ingall and the Raid X. I believe it's a 50 milliwatt laser. It will literally melt somebody's eyeballs. It is, it, it's impractical this is, from a, this is the only thing that matters to Babyface P, the melting eyeball power. 
That's all he Absolutely. needs to know. The scale yeah, of which he can melt someone's in my eye. house. I'm just going to aim a laser at their face. <laughs> um, but but uh, I'm going to do a video on it with a better quality. I bought a little attachment for my night vision for the for the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it's completely impractical indoors and anywhere both but, but uh, short of 200 meters. So it's for a civilian. It's completely impractical, but it is hilarious to look at a beam like this. <laughs> coming out of the end of your rifle. So I don't know if anyone else is wondering or asking this question. What rifle is this going on? Uh, so I, I put it on the MP5 to play with it a little bit. It's a little uh-huh. too big and a little too impractical for the MP5, so it probably will go on uh, the my SBR, my typical like okay. war SBR. Okay, all right. Walter, you have a comment or something? No, I'm over just there. listening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just, just listening and grinning. I'm just listening yeah. and grinning. <laughs> Armament and Axis says we don't need no stinking license. That's from Armament and Axis. Uh, it, who has questions? We got like maybe a minute or so here. If anyone has any questions that they uh, that they want to address, uh, we can definitely get to them. I would invite everyone that's listening to us right now to smash those thumbs ups. Um, at the end of this here, we'll we'll get Rob to give his uh, info. If anyone wants to follow up, ask more questions and stuff like that. I know there's lots of people um, that uh, have questions about the Tusk thing. so um, And we don't cover it here all the time. So if Rob is available, that's why I was happy to have Rob come on and talk about this. As well as this other stuff we talked about, which I'm going to try to avoid getting into at this late stage of the show. But I thought that was, I thought that was a great conversation. We should all be able to have conversations with each other without... Sure. Uh, you know, without popping heads off, so. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> usually. <laughs> usually, usually. Uh, that's one good thing about technology. <laughs> it's more difficult for people to get their hands around other people's throats. <laughs> you know, if you feel like that's what you need to do. Uh, CB says Streamlight is better for SBR floods, a room has laser, blah, blah, blah. Um, I already know. Yeah. I already know what I'm buying. It's just oh, a matter okay. of putting the money together. I'm yeah. I'm looking at a Surefire X 400V that gives yeah. you light and IR, both laser and uh, light. Yeah, uh, it's and just, I think they they run about 700 bucks, and that is a lot of money for a flashlight. Yeah, Rob, did you already say what you think is a good thing? I think you did. Like, what's your what's Which your brands thing? for the lights uh, and stuff like that? Uh, I don't have a light yet. I, I really want okay. a mall. Oh, I really, mall. Okay, really yeah. want a mall. I, I like a mall, but I think I'm more. I got like a mall taste, but I got more like a pursed budget. Okay, yes. so if your the wife is listening, or whoever your sugar mama is, I don't want to assume. Um, that's my that's, sugar mama. That's what you. That's what you want for Christmas. <laughs> that would probably take up about ten Christmases. I'm guessing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Mall. So. So again, this was. A thousand bucks. Malls are about twenty eight brand new. They're very yeah. They're, they're, they're how much they're, brand new? They're twenty eight hundred. Just yeah, just shy of three yeah. grand. They're very oh. expensive. They are on the civilian side of things. They are pretty much the best of the best when it comes to civilian lasers. But they're very. They know what they have, and they're not letting it go for cheap. Uh, I can't wait, Buyer Walt, until we could buy some of this with some tusk. That'll be yeah, awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Call Buyer Dynamic and let them know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get up um, on some tusk, damn it. Okay, listen, let's do this. Let's go around the clock here because we hit 9 o'clock. So we, we went through 
excuse me, two hours already. Um, let's go around the clock here and get everyone to tell the folks out there how they can communicate with them. Walter Keller, how can the people do that? Um, oh, you can you can find me. You can find us on all those places. They're going to kick us off around eventually. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that's Safety Arbor Firearms. Um, there's also Dirtfoot Racing is on those two. Also YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, I'm on some of the other ones too, but I I just don't have time for all of it to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, when you're trying to do 500 different things. Um, yeah, and then there's StuntParts.com, and then there's a, of course you can just do the old school SafetyArborFirearms.com. It gives a phone call. The yeah. phones still do work. You know, yes, so. and at some point we'll get uh, Safety Harbor Firearms on Tusk. We'll work on that? that. We'll work on yeah. that. We'll work on Since that. Since we got, yeah. we got Rob we're, we're, here, you know. Go ahead, Rob. What's your shopping What shopping cart are you using? You know, I'm not sure I don't do that to shop. <laughs> my son and my wife take care of all this stuff. I, yeah. I, we'll I we'll make, talk offline I, about it. Yeah. I make stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Walter makes the money. He shakes that money maker. The money comes raining down. Just I, like I was I was putting fluorescent light bulbs up and uh, you know, putting LED lights up in the shop, replacing fluorescents today, right? Uh, and other well, stuff you're liberal. too. You <laughs> greeny liberal, you. Damn fluorescent fluorescent bulbs are such a pain in the butt. You know and uh, trust me, as everybody knows, oh, I'm not a greener. So um, yeah, <laughs> and you probably got a 1.6 gallon flush toilet too. I bet. Not because I want the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you my, my story? Oh, I'll tell you my story about my buddy was smuggling toilets in from Canada back in the day, but I'll tell you that story another time. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, right now, I would love to have a old school dump a ton of water down toilet. Yeah. See, because so, it, it, my it, septic says my, my pipe running to the street is a long one. And it would work a lot better. So. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, that could become a whole market. See, there's a, right. there's a there's a problem with those those toilets that don't put any water down. They don't flush anything away. So. Yeah. Sometimes if you drop an extra uh, compacted uh, deuce, <laughs> deuce in there, if you, if you launch it, as I say, if you launch a trident. You know, <laughs> okay. Listen. Let's go to baby. Let's go to babyface P. <laughs> YouTube.com slash babyface P or Instagram is baby underscores face P. We're growing. We're still growing, and I have multiple things on the way. I'm, mm. I uh, uh, video today actually got monetized. I can't freaking believe that, but it did. <laughs> oh, it did. Um, so, Which yeah, video? if you want to see the dagger, oh, okay. uh, if you want to see the PSA dagger, it is up awesome. today. Uh, cool. And I do have more stuff on the way. We're going to be doing a lot more NVG stuff in the mm -hmm. near future once I get my camera hooked up. But this is this is my new, this is the new hotness for me. All right. Also, make sure you guys check out Babyface P. Okay, Rob, for the folks out there who want to find out more info about Tusk or maybe are having problems or something like that, can they also harass you, keep you up late at night? They already do, and I welcome it. So uh, mm -hmm. the quickest, the easiest way is uh, join our Telegram group, and you can find that link at tusk.network. That's T-U-S-C.network, T-U-S-C.network. And why I always tell people to go to Telegram, that's where the most active part of the community is. And there's always somebody there watching it. So if you have a question, it's you'll get a faster response going to Telegram, and there's lots of people that are really helpful in there. So I always tell people just go to tusk.network and, and join the Telegram group link there. And then, you know, I'm usually watching – but a lot of the co-founders are in there and devs are in there and a lot of the communities in there. So it's just good to get to know the community. If you want to be a block producer, start to get to know the community. That's how they vote for you. <laughs> so Right. Absolutely. There you go. That is good advice. All right. So listen, I'm going to run in the end. We're going to come back here. Who should give us the words of wisdom today? Should we? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Let's leave it to Walter. I think Walter got the least input 
on this show. So Walter, that's you a start- miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead. I got something yeah, in my mind. Yeah. Already. Okay, you do. Okay, just let that ferment there in your mind. Uh, I'm going to run in the end here. Big thanks to everyone hanging out with us. Um, especially thanks to Rob McNeely from Tusk for coming in here um, and making a nice, lively conversation on a Monday. Babyface, of course, and Walter. And you folks, all of you guys out there, you can smash the thumbs ups, all of that. Let me run the end in right now. Right back. Words of wisdom. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, ring the bell, all that kind of good stuff. We're going to rip the audio out from this and throw it up on iTunes and all your favorite places to listen to your audio podcast. Walter Keller, words of wisdom, sir. No matter how you prepare, just prepare. For the future. Okay. okay. So whether you, whether you prepare with cryptocurrency, prepare with a... With a sharp blade, you prepare with a full magazine, you prepare with, with a closet full of food, just prepare. Just prepare something. Be ready. Be ready. I agree with that. All right. Very well said. We're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. See ya.